It's the Mally Bros Podcast, episode 190. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me turn this damn TV off. Yes, sir. We are 10 weeks away from 200 podcast episodes, which is actually pretty dope because you have 200 different episodes of opinions and takes and shit. I was watching a pod this morning, a one-minute drill joint. I forget what episode. I think it was like 132 or something like that. Yeah. And we were talking about if, uh, damn, what was we talking about? I was like, God damn, that was so long ago. We were talking about if people would, uh, it was like some COVID shit. We yeah. were like, yeah, you know, we can't go in there no more because, yeah, you know, they got it all locked down. Yeah. I said, damn, we've been doing this shit forever. Doing this shit for a long time. And as y'all can see, we've never really had like sponsorships. We, we've never had y'all listening to four and five different ads. I know it's ads on the YouTube. But mm-hmm. our podcast never has like a break where we like, yo, this is a uh, this podcast is sponsored by. Not saying that we don't want to do anything like that. And yeah, haven't been offered anything like that. We just haven't done it because I would just say it, it just kind of speaks to why we do this. We we come we come in y'all every week, check in with y'all. We talk about the shit that happens, and it's never really been this money play. Oh, we gotta, you know what I'm saying? But and we, I think we, that's we about why to change that. Y'all get 200 episodes, and then we about to say, this is this podcast is sponsored oh, yeah. by BetterHelp. I'm only saying that to say, damn, we went 200 epi- almost 200 episodes before anything really. 100%. That's true. Yeah. 200 so, clean. Yeah. Which is dope. Four years we've been yeah. doing this. We about, we about to definitely do, uh, what, what what's the joint Gilly Nimby doing? Amsterdam Vodka. <laughs> yeah. We're getting a bag. Barstool yeah. Sports. Somebody. But how was, your, how was your, uh, this week? We had our weekend. Took the fam out to get some dinner. Nah, yeah, definitely was dope. Uh, a train was here all last week, and then mm-hmm. this weekend, and then she just went home, and that sucks. So now I'm back in my e back vibe. opening that laptop up <laughs> to get work done. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. But yeah, back mm-hmm. to the back to the. Solo life, solo which low-key sucks, but it is what it is. We used to it now. Um, but yeah, since she was here, definitely a great week. Um, a week full of, I feel like I watched more. You know, when your girl's here, you can watch more shit that you don't normally mm-hmm. watch. So we was able to tap in, watch some shit. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that we watched later on in the, in the podcast, for sure. But nah, yeah, for who, sure. Caught that Tyler Perry, Kelly Rowe. Uh-huh. And you know, Terrence, Terrence and Arn, they got us on uh, Love is Blind. Well, you're on like episode six of the last season. It's funny because everybody that has watched. I don't have y'all. We don't have y'all on Love is Blind. No, y'all are the reason we watched. I saw all that stuff on Twitter. I was like, I ain't watching. But honestly, I can give my boy Ramon credit because Ramon was like, nah, I told y'all first. He got it because look, because he definitely told us first. So shout out to my my brother-in-law. He told us, yo, y'all watching this? And we was like, we might watch it. But then when y- when you started talking to me about it, I was like, all right, everybody trying to tell us to watch that joint. That joint is that joint is good though. I'm about to say, and for the people that's listening to this or watching this, this probably gonna be your sign. Maybe you should check it out because I don't watch Love Is Blind. It's been five seasons, I think, and we just happened to watch because of the buzz of this one. So whatever. Apparently, season three is real good. We should you should watch that one. Y'all want to watch another one? Nah, see, I'm good. I'm I, I, I watch one season of that, and then I'm like, all right, you I'm ready straight. for it? Yeah. yeah. What about your week, though? You had a festive week? My week was pretty chill for the most part. My son is back in swim school, and he's eight months. He took some time off because, remember, he was sick, and I got sick, and you can't get the other kids sick. 
But he's starting to really take to the uh, the water and shit. You know, yeah. like he's starting to become a little like it's getting a lot better. And uh, cause in the beginning, I'm telling you, swim training your child feels like that shit. He about to be a young tough in the build. It's tough in the beginning because you got to teach them how to breathe and like know when to hold their breath and they choke a lot. It's you almost feel like you waterboarding your fucking kid. But over time, once they learn that skill, that's the beginning of their journey through. Like I'm confident now. If I throw crew in the water right now, he ain't gonna make it because he still got a long way to go in his lesson. Yeah. But he knows when I see that water, I gotta hold my breath. And now he's learning to turn on his back. No bullshit. So that way, if your baby ever fall in a pool and you just look out and see a face in the water, they know how to. They can survive. It's all. So this is all survival. It's all gener- breaking generational curses. Yeah. So, I think it's dope because when you talk to black people about like how they learn how to swim, I don't know if anybody ever noticed. Black people always give you a traumatic ass answer to how they learn how to swim, and then they think it's funny. Oh, I remember my dad just threw me in the water. So you almost died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you're here. So I obviously you felt fat. Yeah, we just figured it out. <laughs> we just figured it out. Okay, well, guess what? You didn't learn how to swim organically, so you can't teach. And that's traumatic as fuck. And I don't want to go through that. <laughs> no so, bullshit. Like, we always hear that uh-huh, when you I'll hear never about forget. My, my granddad told me to go look over the edge at something. And then he just pushed then he me just in. He just pushed me in. Uh, what happened after you that? You didn't fear for your life? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah. Um, yeah, but that's dope. We took the fam out to dinner, took the fam to Mike's. Y'all know Mike's is our spot. Yeah. And it was dope to just have the whole fam there. Shout out to Kales. Kales was in uh, Cali, so she couldn't come with us. But uh, it was dope to have everybody at the spot, man. That's the spot. I wouldn't have my life if, without Mike's. You know man, them, them roles at Mike's is a, is a hitter, man. I'm telling you. But yeah, a lot of people don't know I proposed to G in Mike's, in the downstairs, got with the managers and shit. That's like a staple of my life. Yeah. But enough about us. Weekend wasn't necessarily the most news packed, whatever, but I will say we got a surprise J. Cole, you know, rollout begin mm-hmm. with the snippet that he dropped, which was dope. Shout out to everybody that had the Patreon and got to take a look at our first reaction to it. If you haven't seen this up there. Um, but the question that, you know, I would say we have or wanted to address is, do you think, and I'm going to ask you this, can J. Cole afford to drop a mid project or a subpar album? Can he afford to drop mid? J. Cole's one of those artists that I think has been out for a long time. And because he's been out for a long time, I... Think he can drop a mid project? He just that don't mean that just can't be the last. I think the reason why this project has a lot of pressure behind it is because he's saying this about to be the last one. For you to say the fall off is like Hove dropping Reasonable Doubt last. You just put your you just put a mountain of pressure on the back of this album now, you know. Yep. Which good. I think. He has done nothing but deliver, especially when it comes to rapping, over the last year. Yep. So, last you know coming. what? I'm going to deliver. So, bet. I'll put mm-hmm. the pressure on my back because I've been doing this 10 plus years. I appreciate him coming out like this because now it's not a humble thing. It ain't y'all saying it. It's uh-huh. him saying it. Yeah. I also think that since J. Cole, like you said, doesn't have, he's not dropping a bunch of projects. 
his next project is going to be criticized different than even somebody like a Drake. Y'all know Drake is going to drop twice a year or something is going to be coming. We didn't even get to sit on Honestly Never Mind for a year before we already into the next project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the dogs is coming. It's, oh, okay. J. Cole, it, if this is going to be it, I think it's going to be heavily criticized. I don't think J. Cole can afford to drop a project that's subpar, especially you going on your way out, just because of the fact that hip-hop Twitter and hip-hop fans nowadays are so ready to just get you out of there that I feel like if if J. Cole was to drop a project that was I, yeah. people would take the fall-off thing a little bit further than, you know what I'm saying? I am also interested to see what J. Cole going to do, you know, a couple couple years later now with a 15, 16, 12, 14, 20-track album, whatever you're going to decide to do. Yeah. What is it going to, what is this, like, what lanes is he going to, yeah, like, what is he about to do? I mean, I'm interested because when you really think about it, there is a ton of pressure on him. And I'll say this, your counterparts that they always put you beside, Drake, J. Cole, uh, Drake, and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Let me start over, y'all. The counterparts that they always put J. Cole beside, Drake, Kendrick Lamar. Look at what they have done as of late. This nigga Drake has put out, honestly, never mind, which was completely different. Mm-hmm. Dance, that was dope as fuck. That joint sat on the dance charts and did all type of shit over there. But he also has For All The Dogs. Her for Loss. All that he, before that, he put out Her Loss. Mm-hmm. He's still doing features for people. Like, he's been very active, very actively the king, right? Low key. If you want, like, when you think about acting king, who's actively sitting on a throne, I don't think that you can say it ain't Drake, low key, actively just sitting up there. In terms, he he has the highest output. I mean, just broke Michael Jackson's record. I don't know why we try to act like Drake not sitting up there right now. We're not saying he's the best, but I mean, hey, I think J. Cole is still. I think uh, who said it? It might have been Ice, but uh, J Cole is still trying to be the best rapper. Man, I disagree with all. I disagree with everything that Ice said. He said Drake trying to be because we passed that now. They're all the same rapper artist. They're all the same. Oh, Cole is the better rapper, but Kendrick is the better artist, but Drake is the better star. No. There are, there, they are all rap artist stars. It's time we stop doing that. And there is a three. There is a three. That's why I just said. Okay. Drake did, honestly, never mind. But then he put out two rap albums. Two rap projects. One of my own, one with 21 Savage. While J. Cole, you was hooping. Cool. I remember. Kendrick Lamar was gone for five years. Yeah, he was gone five years. But Mr. Morale won best rap album at the Grammys. I mean, these are what your peers are doing, J. Cole. So that's why I'm like, this album, Low Key, has a mountain of pressure on it. It does. It really does. And stuff like that's the what you're saying is true. You have pressure. You And then this is the thing about J. Cole that he set himself up sometime. He always talking about how these niggas, niggas compare me, but I'm... Or he always talks about the comparison. He talk about how I'm better than these niggas. Not the two, but the... All right. So now, when you come with another album, and you know what I really hope he don't do? Have some features. Yeah. Features. Have some. some, I don't want another whole J. Cole by himself project. I think you've shown that you're great at that. 
And I fear that you're going to bore niggas if you do that. Let's spice it up a little bit. I'm not going to people... I, I, the comments, the, I was looking at the comments of our uh, reaction, and people were saying, some of the people were saying, like, I don't want J. Cole to try and do no commercial shit. We like them. Fuck everybody else what they think. Just do what the J. Cole fans like. And that's cool, but, like, I just, I just don't think he can come with the same he energy from the offseason. Dog, this is J. Cole who has been doing nothing but killing features. You've been doing nothing but showing how well of an artist you are by hopping on another artist track and just shining. So I think by adding features to his album, it'll only do it'll only show the value in him as an artist. I mean, every other artist, I mean, your counterparts, yeah. uh-huh. Kendrick had features, even though it was Kodak Black and I think he had Summer he Walker. Had Sampa, he had a couple of different features. Yeah. Um, you know, Drake does his feature thing. You are being mentioned with them. You said the Spider-Man meme is me looking at Drake. Okay, well, then you're going to get the same pressure that Drake get. Because when Drake puts out a Honestly Nevermind that ended up being great, even in the beginning, niggas are saying this shit was trash. Her loss, man, fuck that. If niggas are dubbing those, then that means your album definitely has pressure on it to almost live beyond what even those was. And it's not because you have to be Drake. It's because they putting you in the same conversation with the nigga. Uh-huh. You said the Spider-Man meme is you looking at him. You know, you feel like Muhammad Ali. You feel like the greatest. Okay. We giving you the pressure of the greatest. And but I, I think th- he's going to uh, low-key come through. We not saying this because we don't think he can deliver. We just saying that because that is just the pressure. And honestly, I don't... Reasonable doubt is... That is crazy. It's big pressure. Pressure. Putting a lot of pressure on yourself, nigga. Don't show up with just cups and plates, nigga. We put in your name high on the list. Mm-hmm. You supposed to be coming with a big bulk of shit. Yeah. The nigga show up with... He got a 16-roll plates, and he got an eight-roll of cups. Eight ounce. And that you can't even... We all How can't even How many people eat? was showing up? We can't all eat with that. Not we need yet. you to come with some shit. I want to see what he can do. I would love, if I just talk about things that I would like to see, I would like to see a J. Cole SZA record yep. for the album. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I would like to see a J. Cole little baby. And that's just me. I know y'all don't fuck with baby like that for some reason. But I would love to have another one. You know, we always get a if J. Cole, Cole going to stay in his neighborhood, though, I would like to see J. Cole hopping on a track with niggas who can rap. You know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah. Niggas we like, like niggas like J.I.D. I would like to see J. Cole pull Corday and pull T.I. Son. Since y'all niggas sound like me, bet. Let's all get on the same joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The niggas who can rap. J.I.D., his guy. Yeah. Dreamville. He should Bring be your on it. Even, yeah. even if it's just Dreamville Even if niggas. it's just Dreamville Even niggas. if it's just Boz, um, all them Earth niggas. Gang. Oh, yeah. If it's, if it's them, that'd be dope. Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox. Some, let it feel like this big dream video. Man, I'm shooting for the stars. I want a J. Cole Beyonce record. I want a J. Cole. Uh, I would love this. As J verse. I mean, J. you big enough for J. I would like to see J. Cole and have a Nicki feature. Fuck it. I'm about to say, I wouldn't matter. I wouldn't mind a J. Cole Ross. J. Cole Lotto. What we talking? Because he can hop on a girl tracks. He did that joint with Bia. With Bia. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but... 
We excited for the album nonetheless. If you haven't seen the reaction, it is on Patreon. Well, it's nine. Tap in with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. The, uh, uh, go ahead. My bad. I got you. Did you want to talk about what you look like? We never talked about that. I feel like you looking very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-ish. I don't know why I was thinking that. Nigga sitting here Terrence, looking like Donatello. You look like somebody uncle at the barbershop. You look like Michelangelo-like shit, boy. Where's your... Uh, you like the one that got these joints. <laughs> <laughs> the mini, the mini knives. Y'all you know what culture. I'm talking about. You in culture? Who had that? Who had those? Donatello. I don't know. No, Donatello had the big baton. I thought. Terrence, how you don't know about this? Michelangelo had the had these. It was Michelangelo that had these. Donatello. Uh, what's the other name? What's the name of the other ones? Le, uh, Leonardo. Leonardo had the the nunchucks. I know what I'm talking about, and I swear I'm not wrong. Look, it's a Ninja Turtle. It's a, it's a Ninja Turtle fan. Niggas that love them. Nigga wrong. Damn. Leonardo had the, the, the swords. Two, Leonardo had the blades. The nunchucks. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. This, uh... Who the nigga? Raphael. <laughs> Raphael had the joints, yeah. If you had a headband on, y'all, if he had a red headband on, he would look just like a Ninja Turtle right Tell now. Y'all see the way like? he's dressed. You look like the nigga at the barbershop that come back from the vending machine with a honey bun. And you're like, oh, that nigga hungry. <laughs> that nigga hungry. No bullshit. <laughs> they ain't got shit to eat by the, by the, the, the barbershop, barbershop. The our old barbershop, the vending machine used to be in the back, but around the corner. So you see a nigga turn the corner with cheese, it's a honey bun, a Sprite. We say, oh, you get ready oh, spend you your to day spend in your this money. Joint. Yeah, you, you must got two people in front of you. You're going to have a day in this joint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so me and Terrell don't really get too political on this podcast. We try not to keep it... Uh, we, probably, we try to keep it in the middle. We don't really choose a side. Only be, not necessarily because we don't care. Just because it never really had a place on the podcast. Always for us to get on here and not make this big take and then not come back to it next week. But this is it's elect it's an election year. This is something that we definitely had to talk about. Terrell, I'm sending it to your your what's name so you can play My it. Twitter. I want everybody to listen to this. If you if you listen to this podcast, um, check this out. I got you. Even the sneaker thing. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see, black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute. This is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Question for you on that point, though. Yeah. Will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about Donald Trump, will that translate into them going out and voting for Donald Trump? Well, anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers? Yeah, I think that's commitment and love. I it's hope something. you're right. All right. <laughs> All I'm going to say is for my black people that listen to this podcast... I know everybody's voting, but this is just for my black folks because I need y'all to understand this, the sneaker con thing, Trump unveiling a $400 sneaker at sneaker con. Do y'all see what is going on? You got Donald Trump is selling sneakers and you see what he's saying? Black voters, they are finding this cool. So you did this for your black voters. Oh, you know what? I think we're good. Look, Terrell, I think we're going to go over here with Mr. Biden. Mr. Biden, where, where have you been? What are you doing? Well, Biden's over here 
going to every black soul food restaurant he can go to and sit down and I'll have the chicken. I'll have the, I'm going to have the, the yams. Nah, it's crazy. So, do you see how, son, that don't make y'all feel away. That's all I'm going to ask. That's all I'm going to ask. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, hey, not getting political. That doesn't make you feel away that this, this president over here, oh, he's selling sneakers. So, he wants y'all to vote. And him over here, he's eating soul food and fried chicken. And he been in the office and ain't even give a fuck about y'all. But I guess now, since it's an election year, he said, oh, let's stop at Uncle C's. They talking about how they can get more Jamal voters. That's literally a term that I heard where they talking about how to get the, I forget the name they use for Hispanics, which is fucked up. But they said they're trying to get those and more Jamals, meaning they're trying to turn the male black vote a certain way. And honestly, for my, for my Hispanic listeners that live in this country, U.S., I want you to imagine you turn on your TV and you see Donald Trump. Now you getting ready to. Is putting out Terrell. I'm just going to keep it a hundo. You tell me this is offensive. You tell me if this is offensive for my Hispanics. If you, you say, get online and you see Joe Biden is going to your culture restaurants, all of a sudden he's at, you know, y'all restaurant getting y'all food. Terrell, help me out. What's he, what would he get? It's he's just, getting an empanada it, or something, you know? Okay. Oh, I'm having empanadas. It's like, okay. And over here, Donald Trump is putting out sombreros. See, I you knew he was going to do that, and that's like, you should have just said Mexicans. <laughs> I thought Hispanic was more open. Hispanic is all of the Hispanics. But okay, you see, but sneakers don't attest to all blacks. That's why I'm like, imagine him saying, we're going to get the Hispanic voters to, to come because look at this Herrera. They like this. What? Wouldn't you feel... You can do that with any... That's a little bit different. You can do that with any race. That's different because if the I Asians, was... Asians, imagine just y'all stuff. I feel like we should feel a way about this, y'all, the sneakers and soul food thing. And they do this every year. And honestly, Joe Biden, the last time he said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Do you know how crazy that is to say? Especially if considering... you don't vote for me, you ain't black. He did nothing specific. Like, if we... All right. You know what? It was bad. Kamala did the best job on all of us. All of our moms and she did the best job. She made y'all think she was team. Uh, she was eating. She was at the food truck at Howard. We're, she was marching with the AKAs. We're not here in any way to say that you shouldn't exercise your right to vote. Everybody should exercise their right to vote. But I mean, damn. I would be lying if I told you. I we need to think about what we voting for. Because uh, I don't think I'm going to vote. You were saying on the podcast that you don't think you're going to exercise your right to vote? Yeah. Not even if you pencil, pencil in? I always pencil in. I always do Because we need in. your vote for the other shit, too. I would rather vote for the local shit. You know what I'm saying? Like my local, like the, the local stuff. But the presidential election... I need somebody. I'm not going to do the fear thing because a lot of people voted for Biden out, of, out fear. of fear of Trump coming back. And it's the same. It's always the same. What do you say to the person that says, well, if you don't vote, then you don't have a say on what goes on in this country because you didn't do your part. in Tell me the things. say you have now by voting. Tell me the say you have now by voting. What did you gain? 
Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need to realize. Like, your vote really just gets you on, like, a team. Yeah. Like, they don't really give a fuck. This is all just a process to get that person in. I'm doing whatever the fuck I can do to win this contest. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Like, neither of them really give a fuck about you. Think about it. Shit is fucked up. Damn. We voted for all this inflation. We voted for all of this bullshit. We voted for what's happening at the border. We voted for the person that's sending all of our tax money to fund genocide. It's just not trying to get, like, dark. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. But, I mean, sometimes I do be feeling it. And I guess, you know, I'll let the people that are, like, super political, all you, all you political science major motherfuckers that have an opinion, put in the comments about how you think black people should or vote or should be not. And you know what? That's how we'll end this. I will say for my people who are very educated around politics, I got a lot of people who are political science majors. Mm. Shout out to y'all. And I think we need y'all more now more than ever because it really does feel like now it's like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Like we've already seen what happens when we just vote for this guy because we don't want that guy. It ends up being hell. And now we feel a little stingy with our vote. Now I don't want to get my vote up. I'm going to think I'm going to keep mine. Yeah, and you know what? There's some ignorance built into we don't know everything. Yeah. We can only speak on our experience. You can only speak on your experience in the world. We buy gas. We buying grocery. We seeing what's happening at the border. We seeing where our tax dollars is going. We seeing that nothing fucking changed for us. You said, oh, we about to do this and that and that for y'all. Kamala Harris, her ass disappeared. You vote for me, you ain't black. Why you ain't say that about everybody else? Because why did he have to say that, y'all? I would like to know that. Not yet. You know why he said that? He was up there with Charlemagne and He's up Angela there with Yee and Envy. He was feeling himself, so he just said, fuck it, I'm about to say this shit. And he said it. And the you ain't black. And we let him get that off. And guess what? We went out there and voted He for don't him. even remember that he said that shit. If you ask him now if he said that, he's not going to remember. So far as Trump, I know a lot of black people, and it's a lot of people that say, yo, Trump is actually this, bro. He's actually that. I just... Going back to the morality compass that we have, I see people get online and take these big fucking stances or against people because of one thing they did or something they did they didn't like. This motherfucker Donald Trump, legit, I have never seen somebody that is fighting as much shit as he's fighting that can still just is looked at as somebody that people want to vote for. Yeah. Like, I feel like if it was anybody else that had this and that, they was, they was getting ready to try to cancel Obama if his dad wasn't fucking... Somebody's birth certificate, remember? Somebody's birth certificate or some shit. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. This motherfucker has all types of sexual assault and the motherfucker done said he done groped women. Yep. He got all types of crooked shit, nigga. Caused the insurrection. My biggest fear, though, and this is something that people didn't think about, like, if Trump does win amidst everything, January 6th, all of the lawsuits, XYZ, if he still wins... To me, that would tell him that he can do any fucking thing. I think he feels like that already. It sets the precedent that it doesn't matter what the fuck I do. I'm, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's never been a president that's been able to be as vocal as him. Think about it. George Bush and them, you don't hear shit from them no more. Trump is the only president that when they got out of office, he's still coming out and saying shit and people are like, yo, listen to this guy. But he also one of the first presidents that... Not first, but because I feel like it's been done. Obama before, has done some some some. Nah, posts. but he got out and niggas thought he, he should have won. That's why, and people knew he was going to run again. Everybody knows you only get eight years. 
So they know for a fact he was. A lot of people really felt like they that the election was stolen. Believe it or not. And as much as we say, and that's come on, on you Trump, guys are ridiculous. That's, that's on him though. Yeah. He, I'm just saying that's why I feel like he's mapped this out to make it so that he can always. Nah, yeah. He did the best. He he legit stepped on Joe Biden whole shit. The whole time he was in office, people were like, he ain't the real president. It's bad. It's crazy. We need to get well, too um political. I just think it is very, very I think the the sneaker thing and the soul food thing just rubs me the wrong way. Like, damn, y'all, they really think that all they have to do to get our votes. It's put out a fuckboy ass shoe. It's an all gold shoe too. Y'all know how they think like they was calling their joints the Homelander ones. You know how they think that all we want, all we like is like gold chains. No, yeah. Like that's a, I think that's a right wing thing. They them thinking that we like gold chains. So he puts out this bright gold shoe and thinking that we about to buy that. I really don't think that shoe is for black folks. If I'm being honest. Well, I'm only going off what bruh is saying. And also, why is why would Trump put out a sneaker? That ain't for nobody, but I think that is for blacks. I'm it sorry. Even, it's for the blacks for Trump. I don't think so, man. I, I just. So I you don't think know why what bruh's saying on that thing is a lie? Because he told you just then that black voters, they think this is cool. He just said it. Yeah. That is legit what they think. And the shoe is it, so wack. You don't believe it because it's so, in, it's so ridiculous. You don't want to believe it. But this is real life, y'all. Real life, they put a sneaker out for y'all. It's it's just that's it's just wild as shit. Okay, so we're moving forward. Well, what we see what's gonna go to next? You want to talk to your boy Tyler Perry? No, nah, let's do this one first. Okay, yeah, let's do all right. All right yeah, let's let's all right. Tyler Perry put out a new movie, y'all, and it's terrible. It's called Mia Culpa. It's starring Kelly Rowland. Shout out to her. Um. Shout out to Trayvonte Rhodes. If you listen Devante to this podcast, Rhodes. Terrell said Trayvonte Rhodes. And Jonathan Majors were the same caliber actor. I will not let him live that down. I can't believe he said that. Trayvonte Rhodes, I feel like was the standout performance in the movie. I said Nate Parker was the same level. Terrell, you said I never said Trayvonte Rhodes. (coughs) It was one day you said Trayvonte could have because I was talking about that. Trayvonte haven't done enough. He did Moonlight. And he Do did y'all Bird remember Box. me going back and forth with Terrell about Trayvonte Rhodes? I want y'all to remember because I remember me saying it Bird was Box. Nate, I said he did Bird Box. It was Box. Nate Parker. I never said anything about this nigga. First of all, he haven't done enough for me to compare him to Jonathan Majors in all terms right. of acting performance. Let's not get on a, a back and forth. Nate Parker, giving your man go for real. <laughs> 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 Which he is. He is. He give. He can give. Jay yeah. Some go. All right, but look. In this movie, you got Kelly Rowland, you got Trayvonte Rose. I told y'all the A train was in town, so you know I was on I was on a with my lady vibe. So she said, "Let's watch." Bet, put it on. I'm not gonna say shit. Um, I watched the whole joint. We watched the whole joint, and she was tweeting about how you made it not, you know, the easiest watch experience for. There are some things that are just so obvious. You have to be like, all right, come on. And I was glad to get on my TL and see that a lot of people felt the same way. We're not on here to give y'all a big movie breakdown or anything like that. Uh-oh. Uh, He's saying everything that we normally say before we talk about something for 45 minutes. <laughs> go ahead. Terrell, y'all let you go first. Because you, you got on here and you said it was terrible. The movie is bad, y'all. Yeah. Uh, my fiance watched it with her uh, her girls. They did like a uh, a ladies' girls' night, right, where they all, you know. Call each other and hit play at the same time. Old school shit. I love it that they do that. They do it often. Dope. She made me watch this movie. After she already seen it. 
Because she was like, I just want to see what you think about it. Because it was that bad. She told me it was one of the worst movies she ever seen. I was like, all right. I'll watch it and see. Nah. That joint was terrible, bro. That joint was. Honestly, have y'all seen a fall from grace? Did you see a fall from grace? Unfortunately, what? I've seen a fall from grace. It's like another one of those for real. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the movie, we are going to spoil it. I'm just let you know. We probably will. We're probably going to say some spoilers if you haven't seen it. It, it, it honestly. And, and honestly, you, I don't know if I'm here to say too many spoilers. But oh yeah, and if you don't have a plan on watching it, then just stick around because honestly, you'll probably be entertained because I'll give you good context. But there's certain shit that they do in the movie that is ridiculous. I want to put a pin in what you said. Y'all hear how he said that his girl gets with her friends on FaceTime and they all hit play at the same time. I want some of y'all to really hear that very loud because some of you make excuses and say, oh, oh, I got friends, but we can't link. Or, oh, yeah, I got friends, but we're all so busy to link and so busy, too busy to do stuff. And you make excuses for why you're not there as a friend. One thing that I know is sometimes I don't pick up the phone when I'm supposed to. I don't link mm-hmm. with people when I'm supposed to, but at least I'm honest with myself about it. Some of y'all are making excuses that, oh, well, I, you know, I got to work. I got to do stuff like that. But do you see it? It's little stuff like that. Ask yourself, are your friends important enough for you to do that? Man, I, I will tell you, it's the power of women, bro. Yeah. Women value friendship way more than men. And I feel like it's because our friendships aren't as fragile. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean... As men, we cannot talk and be completely fine. I don't know if it's the same for them, though. Like, um, and therefore, that's why I say they value friendship more. Like, they actually, like, vent to each other and shit. Yeah. I think it's so dope they do that. Candace, I don't even know if you know, Candace just had a, uh, a get-together with all her friends where they legit had, like, an accountability checkup where they talking about what they've done or the progress they've made on the goals that they all set at the beginning of the year. And to me, it's like, that's so fucking dope that y'all, you have friends that are legit holding you accountable to what you said you're going to do type shit. We just, we honestly, that's the one thing that I admire about women and their friendships. It's niggas out here that's definitely linking though. Sure. Yeah. We're not just going to give it all to to women. I'm just saying it's the people that care about their friendships that's doing it. And it's the people that, not that you don't care, you just might not be. That's why I said, that's actually dope. Somebody need to hear that again. Oh, okay, y'all just linking all press play? Y'all don't me and A-Train be on that. Me and A-Train be on the high school, press play. And then I got to be like, huh, pause it. Uh-huh. And then she say, I'm at 56. 56. 56. Ready, three, two, one, play. It might not be perfect, but we seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I know how to get it to the. De- I know how to get the delay so that she think it's perfect. So I've been doing this since yeah. I was young. Uh huh. Uh huh. But anyway, we right back on Mia Culpa and Tyler Perry. Let me say this, bro. I don't have no problem with. Um, I'm not gonna sit up here and, and shred a Tyler Perry movie because low key that would be me just. You can you can Google a bunch of different. I said Google. Get on your social media and you'll see a bunch of different people talking about the movie. I don't have to get on here and do that, mm-hmm. you know? My thing is I do not think that when we look at black film legends, are we really going to look at Tyler Perry in that hall? Is Tyler Perry a film legend? Not is Tyler Perry a black legend. Let's look at this from the artistic standpoint. Y'all know which angle I'm coming from. I feel like I'm the guy that shows up like fucking Terrell, what's the people that show up to your fucking job and everybody shook? Uh, what? Um, 
Who used to show up at Best Buy? What was the nigga's name with the slick back hair? He was the head AP dude. But if they show up, Damn. somebody getting fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the name of that role? Um, Market AP. But, I mean, that's basically when, all, the, all when your boss's boss on the, come in there, <laughs> the nigga that's about to come in and say, I feel like the health inspector that goes in a restaurant. Because we're not really here to talk about how your shit tastes. What's that stain sitting over there? You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? What's this bullshit right here? Uh-huh. This can't yeah. be safe. Tyler Perry, when we look at black film, you need, I feel like you need home runs. When you look at, and let's just start, we'll let's just look at ahead. some black filmmakers. When you look at uh, John Singleton, right? Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy. I can go on a list. Would John. Baby Boy be, even though we love Baby Boy, would that be considered a John Singleton home run? Baby Boy has been playing on BET for years. It is a cult classic. Tyler Perry has movies that have been playing on BET for years, too. Nigga owns basically half BET. Half it is up there. John Singleton classics, I would say, is Four Brothers, Shaft, Poetic Justice, Poetic Justice Higher Learning, Shaft. It was a remake, but Shab, that was the that was the remake. That yeah. was like a dope remake. Too Fast, Too Furious. Nigga arguably had the best car movie of the whole joint. Too so Fast, far as Too cars. Furious. When he goes, when he went, guess what we thought about? We didn't think about all of the people that he gave jobs to, which was from the hundreds, thousands. Because bruh has been doing this shit since he did Boys in the Hood. So come on. We talking about... Like, whenever you see people talking about T.P., Tyler Perry, we instantly start talking about the jobs. Hold up. Let's stay on the art. Right? Mm-hmm. If we look at another, give me another black filmmaker. Let's let's even, let's stay in the neighborhood. Let's go. You want to go Spike or do you want to keep it, you want to do something? With different? Spike, you don't have to Google search anything. Do the right thing. Jungle Fever. Malcolm X. I can just stop right there. Home fucking run. Runs. And I don't mean just, we talking about a home run. You know what I'm saying? Do the right thing. A home run. Jungle Fever. A home run. All right, bet, Terrence. Now you, I, I'm trying not to. Does Tyler Perry have a home run? Yes. What would it be? A uh, diver mad black woman. Why did I get married? Why did I get married might be a home Why run. Why did I get married is a home run. Why did I get married as a home run? The family that prays is a home run. I'm sorry. That's one of my favorite joints he ever did. The joint with Alfie Woodard and uh, mm-hmm. Kathy Bates. Yeah. So now Lathan. Mm-hmm. That's a home run. The way, the twist at the end. To me, family reunion is one too. Hot grits. I think that was a moment. It was a, it was a movie his run from 2006 to 2008, I Can Do Bad All By Myself is not. Some of the later Medeas are not. I wouldn't even put what's the name in there. Um, what you call it? Temptation? I wouldn't call that a home run. It was good, though. Maybe. Tyler Perry does not have a home run. I don't think Jungle Fever is a home run, Spike Fever. Let's say it's not. All right, bet. Let's take it out. He still got Malcolm X. Do the right do thing. Do the right thing. Home run. School days. Oh, but you're going to say school days is a home run, but not Jungle Fever. 
I like Jungle Fever because I like what it is. Jungle Fever was black man with a white woman, and they families don't really like each other. It was culturally like, nah, yeah, I'm you know sorry. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Perry, you don't have one. And look, eliminate Jungle Fever, I still got to do the right thing. That made noise over there. They know that. You can still watch. Uh, when I'm we bring up your films, y'all got y'all to keep in mind. Do y'all know we went to film school? You know what I'm saying? Do you know when we go to film school, because we went to film school in 2014, what did Tyler Perry really have back then? Not really much, but Nigga, this is when he, he was had him. his hay, he right? He was him, yeah. This was the, the, the short Tyler Perry. I mean, like, he wasn't like a big... He wasn't doing like Madea, Boo Madea yet. Nah, he wasn't like mogul Tyler Perry yet. He was just a regular guy. But nah, like, Taz, he was. He was he already mogul yet. He was. He didn't have the the, the we, studio yet, but he was already. I'm not saying he with wasn't Oprah. rich. He yeah, was already he was sitting next to Oprah in them. Yeah, because he did. He did Alex Cross. <laughs> <laughs> but look, all I'm gonna say is this: when we was bringing up t uh, Tyler Perry's name down there. Nobody knows what movies you. He didn't done. get a lot of respect. He didn't. Like a family that praised y'all. Why did I get married? Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Those movies, I wouldn't consider home runs because I don't think they got real critical acclaim. I don't think it really. Uh, Terrence, may, I don't think it's really. I don't think it's going to. All right, bet. So we talking. But you bring up. You're bringing up Baby Boy as one of uh, John Singleton's home runs. Would you put that as a movie that is in the same category as some of these ones that is a home run to us? May let's not be a home run for everybody else. Let's eliminate it then. Let's eliminate it. Okay. John Singleton has Boys in the Hood. John Singleton is also he's a... He's Oscar nominated. I'm about to say Spike he's, is Oscar nominated. John Singleton's a pioneer. You Okay, bet. Rosewood. He, I mean, yeah, he's. It's a different. Like, okay, hold on, wait. This Shaft. is Shaft. You, he, he is somebody who culturally, it's like we're not talking about, you know. But you saying all of this to say something. You bringing up everybody's, disc. I mean, filmographies, to say something. I don't want to spend too much time on everybody movies. You right, said right. John Singleton is this, and you said you don't think Tyler Perry. At the end of the day, what? I don't think that he is the, or what, what I'm basically trying to say is when we look at Tyler Perry's work, when he's gone, we're not going to look at the studio that he opened in Atlanta. That's huge. We're not going to talk it's about a big, it's a big deal. The bunch, a bunch of people that he got jobs for. Because when we look at all of the other great filmmakers, we're going to talk about their work. And when we look at you... We're going to talk about your work. If we look at Martin Scorsese, if we look at Francis Ford Coppola, if we look at some of the OGs that have done this, and we talk about who got jobs because of them, it's going to be a conversation that's like, why are we doing this? You know what I'm saying? Do you think that Tyler Perry got more people jobs than Ice Cube? I would say yes. Some of y'all would say, I would say yes. Because I would say he didn't make more stars than Ice Cube. Ice Cube made more stars, but Tyler Perry has employed and gave more job opportunities to people than Ice Cube because Tyler Perry has a whole backlot that he has. He has entire teams of production assistants, people that work camera, people that work electrical, people that work. He got he got black folks that's working in crafty. 
So my, I will say he has employed more than everybody. I get what you're saying, though, about how when we look back at your contribution, as opposed to people talking about your art as a forefront, they're going to more so be talking about the things you did for the community. Because when y'all talk about TP having all of these people that he employed, he's got backlots, he's got uh, assistants, and all of these people that can say that they worked for Tyler Perry, but like, who's going to the next level? That's why when I when I think about people like Spike, John, when I think about people like uh, who you just named, who you just named, who you just named, what Fuqua? Not Fuqua. You just said his name, not Spike, not John Singleton. Ice Cube. Sorry. Uh oh, I'm sorry. Okay. When I think about people like them, like they were so for our shit going forward. Like, there was show for our shit being legit. Tyler Perry being the only writer, only director, only producer on most of his shit, to me, it's like, okay, bet. Well, we judging this shit like how the vets are. And this latest film that he put out, to me, was just as bad as, like, the last three films. And to me, you're now showing that maybe you're not, maybe you're not that guy. I shouldn't be able to, as just a, a, a guy in my house, be able to look at your movie and say that it's ridiculous, but you want me to put you in the same category as a Spike Lee. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. You didn't do what Spike Lee did early in his career. You know what I mean? It's a young man's game. And when you were a young man, I feel like the height of Tyler Perry is going to be Medea. I don't think we're going to look back and say this guy was a film pioneer. I think he had a wave. It's almost like having a funny mm. comedy. It's like having a funny comedy show. But when you're here and gone, who's following after the Tyler Perry footsteps? Saying that you have a job and you're employing people in Atlanta has- and you can put up a soundstage is one thing. But when we look at the arts... You're right is about there the, this Tyler Perry school we need to go to? You know what I'm saying? No. I will say that. And I don't think... I think Tyler... That's been one of the, the crux of his... Uh, that's been a chink in his armor for his whole career. Because we've heard horror stories about how... Yo, I worked with Tyler Perry on this show. And one day he came to the set and just changed everything. Like, he has his hands in so much that he doesn't... Let go. He doesn't have the next person coming up. People aren't following his footsteps. You know what I'm saying? Like Kugler and some of the younger artists, Ava, not even even not younger, but like younger in their careers and what they're doing. They draw inspiration and you can see where that inspiration comes from. I remember watching Bradford Young in 2014 talk about what Ernest Dickinson did in Spike films. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I definitely understand that John Singleton is just, if y'all notice, we don't have much. We don't have many. We don't have many people that we can sit and point at. You mentioned Fuqua Mm -hmm. and Antoine, Anton Fuqua, we got to put respect on because the brother has a whole fucking trilogy on his hands that's making money. Him and Denzel with Equalizer. Equalizer. They're making money. (laughs) Not to say that those films are amazing. But right now, he's still showing that he could put out something that's not going to be received like this. I mean, come on, Tyler Perry. We could have put this joint, and this is no offense, 
But the way that y'all talk about Tubi, to which they actually have some legit films on there that I've been meaning to check out. Um, Tyler Perry, I mean, for the way that they talk about Tubi, this is Tubi material and this is on Netflix. And you got Kelly Rowland in this joint. Yeah. Which I'm going to say, Kelly Rowland and Trayvante Rhodes, they didn't do, they didn't have horrible performances. I mean. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't. I don't think their performances were as bad as like the the, the the script was. But we don't have many filmmakers like that over on this side. And when you look at filmmakers in all as a total, we wanna we wanna big up the ones that are making real noise. Not just the ones that are well known and you got a bunch of money and you a good businessman. I think Tyler Perry, great businessman. But I think it is definitely time to hang up the I think it's time to hang it up as Mr. Producer written, directed by. He would do better to put money behind some uh, black writers that have better scripts. And that's what I would like to see. tap black directors that have better vision. I would like to see story by, written by this person, and then directed by Tyler Perry. Because you can direct. It's just lazy shit that he's doing in movies. He's shown that he can direct. Right. It's just lazy shit he doing in his movie. Like, in the movie, the girl goes to the ice cream truck. Do you see that part? This ain't really a spoiler. She's like, oh, my God, they come out the gym. The chick uh, that played uh, Mississippi from P-Valley. Yeah, Shannon Thornton. Shannon Thornton. Yeah. Sorry, I don't disrespect her. I, but I think she should have been a lead. Cause she, she, can, she should be a lead. She should go. Yeah. She could go. She goes to the ice cream truck. They're like, oh, shit. They come out the gym. They just worked out. She see the ice cream truck. She's like, oh, my God, we should get ice cream. And she was like, I don't, Kelly Rowland was like, I don't think you should. She goes to the ice cream truck and says, let me get chocolate. One second later, she got the chocolate. I'm like, did she pay for it? Did he just hand it to her? It's like lazy shit. Because Kelly Rowland ended up looking at some shit. Continuity shit. Continuity. Kelly Rowland, what happened? She broke her phone. No, she, uh, what did she do? What happened with her phone first? I think the lady she stepped ended, on her phone, right? Or no, shit? remember she was at the resort. She ran into the chick. The chick sprayed her in the face with the Windex, took her phone. Then she's at the so-and-so on her phone. She at the fucking Santo Domingo police station, which is four hours from Punta Cana, on the phone. Then you get home. Your mother-in-law break that phone. Now you got another phone at the end of the movie that you're throwing in the trash. Damn, when you start all of these. It's just little small shit that if we really wanted to pick apart your, your movie, we just like could. And if this was the guy that you had coming under you, if this is your protege or whatever, we wouldn't be so hard-pressed. For some of y'all who think, oh, the Mallory bros are so tough on black filmmakers, look at the fucking product that we watched. Did you see it? Did you go watch the movie? Are we talking about a movie that everybody loved and we said it was trash? No. It's not good. And it's supposed to be from our guy who's supposed to be a very decorated person. Don't y'all know? For my black people listening to this. Don't you know when they say, if you're in film school, some of you have never been the only black kid in a film school. Mm -hmm. Do you know when they say, oh, black filmmakers, uh, they do have black filmmakers. Spike Lee... Tyler Perry, and whatever comes to mind. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is the one of the biggest names on our side, and he puts out mediocrity like that that's going to be on Netflix for the world to see. That's ain't Tubi. That ain't a, BT, that ain't a BET Plus classic. Nah, that's right. Number one in movies right now on Netflix. Number one in movies from our guy. 
That's who's representing you and the shit y'all like. Now, how about how do you feel about people that say when it comes to people like Jordan Peele who try you shit on that too? I've nigga. never, I've never shat on Jordan Peele as a creator. No, his movies as a creator you have. You came in here and you tried because, to shit all over. No, because films are made to be critiqued and it ain't always about black shit. Just because I say I don't like a scene, y'all say, oh, you hating on a black dude. I'm not talking about his race. With TP right now, you talking about talking how he's about, our guy. I'm talking about how he's our guy and the shit he's putting out is bad. When Jordan Peele put out a movie and I didn't like it, I didn't say anything about him being black. I didn't say anything about the fact that he's black. This movie need to be better. It was just the fact that I didn't like elements of note. People tried to say, oh, you hating on a black man's work. Hold up. No, there's criticism in two different ways. And this is why I feel like if we're going to be honest, y'all, if we're going to see improvement with this shit, it takes us being honest with the big guy. With the guy that's on the up and coming, the, the, the rookie on your team, you can excuse shooting the air ball uh, late in the game. You can excuse fumbling or making mistakes late in the game. But from your guy who's a fucking max paid player, you are a max player, and you're making rookie mistakes, you get max player criticism. Look mm -hmm. at how they did Russell Westbrook. This nigga was a first ballot Hall of Fame before he started fumbling the rock. And look how they talk about him now. Because when you get considered a max player, he was making $140 million playing horribly, bro. With us, with the Lakers, he played horribly and was making $140 million. Tyler Perry, you don't get to be in the top three of what they bring up and put out this and we not criticize you and hang that black card you got over your head. Yeah, We're not going to hang it over Jordan Peele's head because... He's just trying to come out and do some shit. If we say we don't like his movie, we might not like it. That is fine. It ain't, ain't got nothing to do with him being black. The reason we bring up Tyler Perry is because of how much stock you actually hold, how much influence you actually have always had on our whole culture and community in the film world. Yeah. So much that you could blackball a Monique. Okay, well, now it's, start, it's time we start being honest about your shit. Your shit. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's true. And I've honestly, if you haven't seen the movie, I would say just watch it because it's honestly funny as shit. If you want to see the sex scene that everybody's going crazy about, Trevante Rose was on top of Kelly Rowland and he's a painter. He's a painter, so they're fucking in paint. Nah, yeah, that was wild as shit. <laughs> I knew as soon as he came in, they have a scene where she comes in. First She's of supposed all, to be powerful as fuck. He's having sex with the white girl first. Kelly Rowland come in. This nigga's on his back. They got the camera upside down. They show her step off the elevator. First of all, wild as shit. You just excuse the white chick he's fucking. He still got her. He still got her juices on him. The nigga didn't get in the shower. She didn't, he didn't even wipe shit. She hopped off. And you he got, got it from here, mama. And left. Yeah. Kelly Rowland said back. Let's go for a ride and let him, I guess, let him air dry. And you know what? This is what I did want to say. And I will say this and we will leave it at this. If you've seen the movie, Tyler Perry does the best job of making the woman's infidelity look not that bad because he makes her husband look just absolutely the worst nigga ever. 
Yeah. This nigga, her husband in the movie, he, it starts, right? I guess he had a little situation with this girl, Jenna, right? Where yeah. now Kelly Rowland don't trust him and she feels like he's a cheater type shit, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. He's a cheater. Then the nigga also lost his job and yeah. she has to support everybody. So the nigga can't really talk because you don't have a job right now and you're a cheater and you're my husband and I'm a lawyer and I'm making all the money. Ooh, cool. Then the nigga, she come home from work. I mean, she come home from Trayvante's house. Right. What is he doing? He's playing the game. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We playing the game. And then, look, you see they put the picture of the girl up there like he playing with the girl? Yeah. What the fuck game system does that? So you make him a piece of shit. He doesn't have a job. He, oh, look, he's also a mama's boy. A mama's boy. Oh, my God, it's my mom, but it's my mom. Look, I sold your piano so I can get my mom a watch. But you know I'm going to buy you another. I can buy you another piano. And the nigga don't got no money. So it's like, okay, cool. He's a piece of shit. Then, look. He starts stepping it up. He tried to like, yo, I wonder if we can get back to how we were. They get to the point where they have sex. What happens when they have sex? The nigga just blows his nut real quick, turns over, goes to sleep. She gets up with the robe like, oh, shit, that was trash. I need to go back to Trayvante's house. I'm like, y'all gave my man no shot to be good. And this is writing. This is writing. And let me say this. So when she finally cheated on the nigga, what do the women say? I mean, what do you expect? He didn't have no money. He already cheated. He's a mama's no boy. Dick, no money. No mama's boy. All the recipes. It's like a disaster. It's like, you know what? I don't blame her either. Shit. Yeah. I'll say this. Look, let's go to film school real quick. So y'all know that I'm not no, I'm not for play with this shit. So when you talk about building sexual tension in a movie, it's one of my favorite things that movies do when they do it right. Tyler Perry has done it right before with a movie called Temptation. You can tell that with this movie, he tried to really recreate what he did with Temptation, but he said, oh, I'm going to use Kelly Rowland, and we need a sexy man. Who's the sexiest black man we can get to play a role right now? Trayvante Rhodes. Mm -hmm. That is just a fact. If you need a sex symbol, you need a guy that's just going to fuck a girl and talk her through it in a movie, get Trayvante Rhodes. I don't know why, you would have him get an 80s shaft, Mr. T, Booker T haircut. Nah, yeah, but why that? I don't know why you gave him a mini Jackson 5 the, Tito, bro. They gave him the They Clone Tyrone look. Yeah, I don't know why he was dressed like Jamie Foxx from They Clone Tyrone the whole movie. But anyway, get Trayvante Rose and Kelly Rowland. You could probably do this shit. But let me tell you, go and watch the movie. For y'all who watch the movie, I'll give you something to pay attention to. Tyler Perry follows the very basic laws of building sexual tension in a movie. And this is how he does it. Everything that Kelly Rowland's husband says to her is low-key annoying. And she low-key is partially paying attention. This is how you can create somebody not really being interested in Terrell. If Terrell was talking and I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. It shows that I'm really not interested in you at all. If you pay attention to Kelly Rowland and her husband... Notice how he's always pleading with her and she's always not really trying to hear it. And then watch how when you fast forward in the films, as soon as Trayvante Rhodes comes into the film, she cannot take her eyes off of him. Everything that she says, everything that he says to her, she is paying full on attention. That's a fact. She's put on a she's putting on a bullshit front. Oh, oh, we need to stay focused. We need to stay focused. But clearly Tyler Perry is trying to show you that she can't stay focused at all. She is literally locked on everything that he says. 
How do I get you to want? How do I build the sexual tension with them two? Make Trayvante the opposite of her husband. Everything Trayvante says, he doing something else. Yeah, so you know, she. Even when he's talking about the girl, notice how he's looking around. He's not looking at her. Even when she comes to his crib and he's painting, I was, I was laughing at A-Train because he's like, yeah, give me a second. I'm not done. He didn't even look at her when she walked in. This is how you build sexual attra attraction because as soon as he turns her attention to her, it's like, oh, shit. Not yet. He ain't been looking at her. It is a very basic law of building sexual attraction in a movie. And you do it all with the way that people pay attention to each other. Do you have examples of where it was done good outside of this movie? Yes, man. Go and look at... What's a recent movie that just came out? I can give y'all. Go look at... Uh, Trey, let's think of a recent movie that just came out. Recent is tough. Just do any movie. Um, I would say, of course, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Easy. Brad Pitt version. I want to give y'all something good that just came out. The uh, A good build of sexual tension... Is also go look at. I'm gonna go. I have a bunch of a bunch of examples. I got some old ones, but I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go old. I always give the same ones. I would say Shonda Rhimes did a good job building sexual tension in her shows. Okay, yeah, she definitely did. How and, I, and how scandal with murder, scandal. Even if you look at something as simple as I'm trying to think of it on a political level, because she's a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Scandal is actually a good example. You know why? There were so many times where Olivia Pope has to keep the, I have to be professional, you fucking idiot. So don't touch me. Get your shit together and watch me step the fuck off and I might not talk to your ass again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have to believe she not playing with him. When you watch this movie, if you watch that movie, bro, there is no way you thought in any way that bro was not going to smash. He yeah. could have just fucked day one. Yeah, I'm like, why do I have to wait for the whole nah, shit? I honestly was kind of believing how cold she was being in the beginning, but I knew it was, I knew it was a front. I, but this is my thing too, T. It was such a front that when she ended up fucking the dude, it didn't make sense to me. Like she was cold all the way to fucking. I'm going back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about a movie like speaking of Kerry Washington. I think I love my wife. Well, Kerry Washington, Chris Rock. That movie. If you watched it, you said Chris Rock oh, yeah. is going to fuck. That's a perfect movie. He's yeah. going he's gonna to fuck. He's going to fuck. Like, it's so much built up. It's too much built up. Now we got to the point. It's too much. It's, all, it's, it's so many movies that you can use. And the, and the, the way that it's built up, y'all, it is just not just so forced. Like, she comes to his crib. This nigga's painting. They got music playing. She's walking slow. Taking each step. <laughs> I'm like, walk the fuck in, but she's walking up. And then he says, yeah, so you know, when I pay. And he says some smooth shit. And then she says, let's get to work. We can't do this. It's like, girl, what the fuck was all of this build up for? Just come in and get to the shits. You might as well just walk in and fuck. Anyway, I only want to say this to say, from 2024 and going forward, this is the year where I feel like we're going to start being very serious and very honest with ours. If they're going to sit on the top of the throne, if you're going to put, a, uh, if you're going to put the crown on and say, I'm one of them wands, Terrence. well, when you put out some mid, we're going to treat you like that. When Spike Lee put out that fucking blood of Jesus joint and no, Chirac, we kept it 100. Kept it 100 with him. We kept it 100, and then he put out Black Klansman. 
And that got comeback. national acclaim. Yes. So that's why I'm saying play with somebody else. When do you not keep it a hundred with ours though? No, I'm saying y'all will. Y'all know I'm gonna do it. But y'all will. And if y'all don't, then you'll listen to this nigga do it. Sick of sick of, sick of listening to this bullshit. I get it. I get it. I get it. But um, but yeah, it just wasn't a good look. It wasn't a good look at all. And honestly, it leaves you to it leaves you to think like, damn, what do you have to look forward to? Hey, I'm, I can't wait for Dune too. You see Zendaya on these red carpets, man. She's, she's killing smoking it. it. The whole cast is killing it. Zendaya's getting the, the love, but the whole cast is showing up. Their press tour for this whole thing is one of my favorites for sure. Not they yet. got the sand everywhere. They dressing for the occasion. Like, can you imagine? Like, uh-huh. how dope is that? Like, that is making it so fun like, to me. You watch Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Which is fucking slow and three hours long, mm-hmm. but you can't watch Dune. Why are you saying I can't watch Dune? I did watch Dune. It's just long as hell. It ain't it's as a long stretch. as Killers of the Flower Moon. So Killers of the Flower Moon is way more entertaining than, than I Dune. I put I'm that sorry. joint I'm on sorry. it was going for 15 minutes. I said, Killer- this is boring as fuck. You didn't and watch And then I'm like, this joint got two and a half hours left. That joint was good as I, hell. Of course I'm going to watch it. Killers of the Flower Moon was great. Oppenheimer was really the one that was like, all Jesus right, look, Christ. all right, Robert Downey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that one part where it's like, yo. Um, not yeah. yet, but I mean, Finn was in a little bit of a shaky spot. I, I'm, I, I feel like Tyler Perry could come out with another uh, family that prays or, or, or why did I get married? I think he needs the smoke from his community. If we just tell him that we love this shit or ha-ha laugh him and say, I don't give a fuck. You see that movie is number one. I don't care what Ada say. Oh, okay, great. Nah, yeah, that you is know? what he does, too. Because he's going to say, I'm number one on Netflix. He did, right. it, he did that to Spike when Spike told him he was doing coonery. Spike Remember? has always had his hand in shit. He, I've looked at so many old interviews and they'd be like, Spike Lee came out at you and said, I'm like, damn. <laughs> Spike was on niggas next back then. He was. Honestly, he, he kind of earned it. Yeah, he, he was the he only, came. he was literally at one point one of the only ones. But moving forward, last week we talked about how we lost the uh, the creator of Pop Tarts, and that was a sad thing. But I felt like people was fucking with the food back and forth. We talked about you know whatever. So I was just randomly eating a snack the other day, and I said I'm gonna ask Terrell on the I podcast. I was randomly eating a snack the other day. Okay, we trying to say something without saying it because uh-huh. I'm trying to do the if. Uh, what do y'all think is better? And this is a random part of the podcast. Ritz crackers. Or club crackers, so fucking random. It's uh, random, but I mean, we, this could be. Real I'm gonna quick go. It depends. I'm gonna go club if I'm eating the crackers and cheese. Okay. Ritz. If I'm, I'm going club. Ritz is cool. Ritz is the most popular, but that club cracker. This is so random, but that this shit is, is random. I'm gonna sure. go. I'm going club, bro. My son loves club too, so I'm also biased. I grew up, I used to be able to get a brown roll. Pause. That looked crazy, what I just did. I used to get And a, you said brown roll. Yeah, I said brown roll. Crazy. Anyway. You should have said sleeve. It's a sleeve of Ritz. Nah, but I don't look at the roll for some reason. But I got the sleeve, yeah. The brown sleeve of, of Ritz crackers. I couldn't knock one of them joints off like a meal. Whatever. So, mouth crusty is... Not, not at all. I'm going to let y'all know. I think Ritz are better for the crackers and cheese. 
But I think club crackers are better just, just eating them. Fuck this. Let's do this. Nah. This niggas love stepping on my shit. He don't want to do the club crackers, Ritz? Terrence, I feel like this is easy. You picking Ritz, I'm picking club. I just said I pick club, you bitch ass. Oh, nigga. so we both pick club. I got something tougher than, than, than what you got. Go. Give me your top five fast food nuggets. Go. Hold on, wait. Damn, you just turned it into a whole different thing that I haven't thought of. Easy number one is McDonald's. <laughs> All that other bullshit is, is nutty. Really? All the other bullshit is nutty. Number one, McDonald's. Number two, Wendy's. Wow. Okay. Number one, the number one chicken nugget is the McNugget. Okay. Everybody else has nuggets. We have McNuggets. And it's been around since before y'all nuggets was even thought of. You wouldn't have nuggets on your menu if we didn't have if we didn't have McNuggets. Wendy's number two. Just Wendy's be, is number two. Wendy's is number two chicken nuggets. I'm sorry. Okay. Chick-fil-A number three. Just because them bitches is little chicken buns, little chicken breasts. Little pieces of, yeah. Little pieces of just chicken. Mm-hmm. Number four, it don't even matter. I'm just going to go with them three. Number four, I will slide um, Burger King. I won't even get a nugget from Burger King. Them Burger King them nuggets chicken, always But they got good. like chicken fries. They, in the, they got a little alumni. They got a little... I'll say this. Chick-fil-A nuggets are lower on my list because low-key, you can't eat them joints without sauce. That's a fact. That's a fact. Them dry-ass chicken. You cannot eat Chick-fil-A nuggets without sauce. Some people you, think you can't eat McDonald's nuggets without those, too. But to me, nah, see, I can, I could, I could bust down a... A 10-piece McDonald's nugget on the road where you driving and you can't have that extra hand for sauce because you like in your zone driving? Yeah. I could do that. Wendy's nuggets are like if McDonald's and Chick-fil-A nuggets had a baby and you get Wendy's nuggets. That's because they kind of like chickeny. Yeah. They're more chickeny like Chick-fil-A, but they still nuggety like McDonald's. And Chick-fil-A got a bomb-ass sweet and sauce. And they got the spicy nuggets. Wendy's sweet and sour sauce is bomb. It is, and they both that. First of all, hold on, wait. Popeyes. Popeyes is the motherfucker that walk in the room, and you're like, oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Bad bitch. Popeyes is like Shay Gilchrist Alexander. Popeyes is when that We talk about who the best you're... in the league, and then this nigga walk in. Popeyes is the fat booty joint that walk in when you with your girl. <laughs> <laughs> the one that gets you caught up. You try to tell your girl. So ain't fat, right? Because who got the best barbecue sauce? Popeye's. That bold barbecue? All right, Trey, we talking about anything now. I don't want to do this. Popeye's, Wendy's. We talking about anything. I don't like how you stepped on my crackers joint because it was supposed to just be that. Now you turn it into a whole food thing because you just didn't want to stick to it. I felt like I took it to the next level. Fuck them crackers. We all, but we both picked They can club. get off on, what's, what's the name though? They can get off on the back and forth of it. You didn't even give it a shot. Bitch ass nigga just said that his son like club crackers and went with that. Pussy. Watch your mouth. That's how you get punched in it. I took him to a school dance. No, Terrence. I know you're going for the punch. It ain't there. <laughs> it ain't there. All but right, you know what? I will say this. Oh, we, we move forward or you got something else to say? One more. Right, tech bet. corner. And oh, you, you got tech corner? Yeah. All right, bet. Let's hear it. Tech Corner makes it return. Okay, cool. I didn't even look at my shit this week. Go ahead. 
TechCoin, I was looking at this video and they were talking about the Tesla bots that they had announced not long ago. I feel like it was maybe some years ago. I honestly don't know, but they was really just talking about robots, bro. And I really want to talk to y'all about something that just came to my mind. If they come out with robots, do y'all know that the robots are going to be the next generation and not us? Y'all ever thought about that? What? Like robots will go on to do the shit that we're planning to do. Like Elon Musk a long time ago said something about how he feels like right now artificial intelligence is controllable, but soon it'll get to a point where it's not controllable, yes. where it is literally smarter than us. Y'all think about it. Do y'all ever think about the fact that you're not smarter than chat GPT? You're not smart. I mean, you're not smarter. Yeah. All of the information in the world is in this thing. It could come up with a resume in a second. Do you realize that that is literally just a brain that right now we just get to play with the brain right yep. now? Yep. Yep. I want y'all to think about this. Right now we have robot vacuums. We have a robot coffee maker. You have a smart speaker. Most of the shit that we have is smart and connected. There are now literal self-driving cars. There are self-driving machines that clean trees, cut trees, do yard work. It's a whole lot of self-driving, self-doing things. A lot of those things you got to have money to have. In order for you to have a robo-vac, believe it or not, back in the day, you had to have bread. Even now, a Tesla is a car you know. Yeah. It's not a cheap car. It's not a, it's not a normal car, too, because you got to be able to have the facilities to charge it. have the lifestyle to support it. So really, you could say a Tesla is really for the upper class Person, ones who can afford it. And the one thing I was thinking about with this robot shit. I would say middle upper because you get a Tesla for like 30 grand right now. That's 35. true, but you're not going to be a 21-year-old getting out of school and getting a Tesla unless you got a nice mommy or daddy that's paying for it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if you're the guy that works at Best Buy, you're making 40 grand a year, 50 grand a year, you can afford to get a car. That dude normally gets a Honda. That dude normally gets, and I don't mean like just a Honda. I mean, they could get a dope Honda, dope Kia. He could get anything dope with gas, low key. Yeah, but I at least think with a Tesla, you should either have a luxury place you stay in or an apartment. You can't get a Tesla and be parking that joint out front of mom's is all I'm saying. Right. The reason why I'm saying this and bringing up the money aspect is because with this robot shit, Brody, can you imagine a robot that, let's fast forward to 2093 on some yeet shit. And that album... Was kind of disappointing, y'all. But let's say we was in 2093, and they come out with these Tesla robots. Now, Tesla already has cars that you can self-drive. Uh, you can get in, and it'll drive you anywhere. It'll parallel park you. It'll, you know what I'm saying? It's smart as shit. Yeah. I was riding an A-Train's car, and y'all probably laugh at this. They have a little, if you have a Tesla, they have a little feature where if you're going to do the self-driving, you can't be on your phone. A-Train was asleep. We was going all the way to Portland. I said, I'm going to put this bad boy on self-drive so I can check my Twitter or whatever. I'm checking my Twitter. The car will be like, grab the steering wheel. <laughs> you know? And you had legit have to grab the steering wheel and just rock it a little bit. And I did that so much that they, they're like, yo, if you keep doing that, then we're going to eventually shut off self-driving. If you keep looking at your phone... We're going to sh shut off the self-driving feature. Dog, I looked at my phone so much. A-Train was asleep. You know, it's her whip. I don't have a Tesla, y'all. I have a different car. I'm going to go out there. I drive her Tesla. Uh-huh. <laughs> Driving my girl whip. 
But look, you the, the drink started going crazy. Doom, 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 doom. And it was like, you can no longer self-drive because you keep looking at your phone. And if you do it more than once, you lose the How whole... How do they know? Do, do you looking at your phone? I look at my phone all the time with my hand Bro, on the, the wheel. Did you just, you're taking both hands off the wheel. If you put your phone on Tesla on self-drive, you can take your phone off the wheel, your hands off the wheel, and you can do this the whole time. And watch the whole drive. Oh, because you got the Tesla app on your phone, they know if you on your because phone. Your fo- because you do this? Oh, yeah. The Tesla's like, nigga, grab the steering wheel. <laughs> I want you, I'm only saying this to say that these motherfuckers are so smart. Can you imagine if a robot, imagine you had the Tesla bot, right? They were talking about how the Tesla bot is something that you should be able to tell it to go shopping. It could go out in public, take your Tesla, drive your Tesla to Tens, the store, hell nah, we ain't walk there. in the store, put your food in because it's going to have the smart list that you made. It can communicate with you. You could track it to see where it is. Well, look. This motherfucker talking about some shit that ain't going to come out for another 20 years. They saying that this is the future, but look, it made me think this. You know what? Rich motherfuckers would definitely do it. Y'all buying the self-driving cars now. Don't say say people won't do it. They will do it. They will buy it. Even if it don't leave the house. Let's say you can tell it to clean. You can tell the Tesla bot, it's an actual human, to sweep this whole floor. It knows to go to its toolbox. Sweep. It knows how to do shit. It listens to you. This is literally like iRobot. They really are about to have this shit coming out. My thing is this. Let's say the iRobot thing doesn't happen, right? Uh huh. Let's say they don't go awry and go crazy like we all think. I was thinking it's not going to be us that continues life on Earth. It's going to be these fucking robots. We will not be able to outlast this sun that Leonardo DiCaprio keeps telling us is getting closer and closer. And it's something we need to do. Or climate change or whatever. We won't be able to like low-key outlive that, I don't think. And I think when you talk about us going to Mars, when you talk about us going to these different planets, who can we send to Mars that ain't got a real life, that ain't just going to die if we send it up there, that can actually see if we can have life on Earth. It ain't a human. It's a robot. Tan, but these robots can't do shit without humans to program them. Says who? Once y'all make the Tesla bot, you can say, chat GPT, how did they make the Tesla bot? Bow. Now, guess what? You Tesla bot, go make another Tesla bot. They can... Even though it was man-made, man-made things can make more man-made things. You're right. They don't even need to fuck. We're just going to create another one. That's why I said, yo, this shit gets so unchy. That is crazy. That it's crazy to think about us being on Mars and it ain't even us. It's the robots that we created. I don't think there will ever be robots that just socialize, uh, that civilize the earth. They're going to get smarter than us without us. I don't think so. They're going to be so smart that they can lock all of us here and then they can just take the earth for theirs because don't let these motherfuckers figure out guns. Or what if robots get to the point where they want rights? Oh, were you the first on earth or was a robot first on? Look, you was the first on the moon or was it a robot? And we found out that Rover 943 was the first motherfucker on earth. And now we got to respect robots' rights. Terrence, don't know. 
That's we're cre- we're, we're actively creating this shit. Do you know that? You yes. think I'm lying about this shit? No, you are right. This shit is getting a little crazy. 2093, you're going to be an old motherfucker. And believe it or not, AI is a big topic in the election space this year. Thinking about how AI be tricking voters and stuff like that. 100%. These older people that love their right to vote, they're not ready for this, this AI shit. That's why I love that TikTok where the dude said, you think you can survive a zombie apocalypse? You can't. You don't even know how to program this in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to the boomers. Yeah. Trying to teach your parents how to flip their camera. Or if you FaceTime your, FaceTime your parents and the camera turn off and you got to tell them, yo, there's a camera button at the top. Just push that button and your camera will come back on. They say, what are you talking about? A zombie apocalypse would be scary as fuck. Especially if you live in an apartment. These motherfuckers get to... As long as people know that if there's a zombie apocalypse, we're all doomed. Y'all yeah. need to know that if there's a zombie apocalypse, we are screwed. Don't let it be... Some some night of the living dead, fast moving motherfuckers. Fast joints. What's the what's the thirty days and thirty nights? Remember that joint? What was that joint where they was in the snow? That was one of the best movies I ever seen. One of the best vamp. No, it was van. Those were vampires. Never mind. Bottom line, we will be cooked. But moving along, this year twenty twenty four makes ten years that we have been out of school. And when I say out of school, I don't mean high school. I mean college. We graduated college in 2014, mm-hmm. and was it September? July. Was class? It was July. Mm-hmm. In July. So we're not quite there yet, but I was looking at stuff, and I said, damn, like, it's been a decade mm-hmm. um, since we graduated from college. And so I wanted to ask Terrence a few questions for him to answer, and then I'll give some of my thoughts. Yeah. But- Real quick, oh, we oh, went to ahead. Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida. It's actually in Kissimmee, Florida. No, it's not, Terrence. Oh, it's, it's in Winter, right Winter Park. Oh, Kissimmee is bad, three hours away. Bad, bad. It's not in Orlando. It's, it's in, Winter, in Park. Winter Park, Florida, which is central Orlando. Central Orlando, close to Kissimmee, Florida, for the people who know Disney World. Because Disney is in Kissimmee. Terrence, Kissimmee is two hours away from Winter Park. It's not close at all. But we like, stayed it's in also- Kissimmee because... Janelle lived there, and we just stopped and stayed a night there before we drove over to... All I'm saying is Kissimmee is not a no, nowhere place in Florida. If somebody said that they lived in PG County, it's close to whatever. Yeah, that's, that's far, like but... I live in P- PG County, close to Gaithersburg. It's like... Terrell, it, it ain't, ain't Gaithersburg. Kissimmee is not Gaithersburg, and it's a city. Florida's big as fuck. I feel like Orlando does the... You see how he did it, all of that? That's why... <laughs> stay one look, stay one embryo. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Distant from birth. But I can't believe we split embryos. First of all, that's not even what happens, you <laughs> idiot. Stay in one embryo. <laughs> but we went, we did. We went to Full Sail University in uh Central Orlando. It is an art school in uh Why we you went, jack my swag? We went to film school because this nigga's talking about kissing me. Niggas said in it's Florida not far. listen to this podcast. I said it's not far from Kissimmee, Florida. That's what people used to say when we went to school. I don't know why you're acting brand new. Okay. No, you go ahead. I'm not saying it's right by Miami. That'd be ridiculous. It's not. But you're right. Anyway, y'all, the film school thing was so dope. 
it, me and Terrell went there because we didn't really have a passion for college, but we definitely had a passion for some cameras. At least your boy did. Old tag along here. <laughs> <laughs> Kissing me is actually not that far from Pulsey. It ain't, you bitch-ass nigga. You wrong. How far is it? It's like 40 minutes. I try to tell the So nigga. it really is Gaithersburg. It really... Nah, fuck that. It's kissing me. He tried to say it's two hours. See, I know I ain't No, I said, like, you know how Gatesburg is about 40 I wanted 40 to do from... this Florida film school shit. The real tea, I wanted to go to film school. Oh, 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 get, Terrence, oh, get with please, over here. You ain't know what it wanted to do. Oh, follow me. Please. I took TV production first. I learned about Full Sail before this nigga even knew what it was. This won't get me far, but who signed up for TV production first and they didn't give it to me, but they gave it to the black-ass motherfucker who didn't even want the class. Gave him TV production. I was in. T- I was in. Nothing. I was on the morning in high school. That's funny uh, memory. I was on the morning announcements and stuff, and that's what the TV production was. But we used to do skits and stuff, and I just like fell in love with it. Yeah. And then when Full Sail came and said, "Fuck them SAT scores, <laughs> fuck your SAT scores." Yep, come to Full Sail. We don't look at none of that bullshit. I said, "Sign me up." <laughs> that like a damn fool, but. We got a lot of memories, a lot, a lot, a lot of memories from uh, when we went to school. And so I wanted to ask you a couple of uh, questions. I got, I wrote some questions down that I feel like would be dope. Shout out to all of our listeners that are either just finishing school, still in school, went to school five years ago, or even the people that listen to this podcast that went to Full Sail with us or in the same class or you graduated a long time ago like we did as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of them still in the thick of school right now. It's February. Do you remember that first day we had Full Sail Orientation? You come up to Full Sail Live, mm-hmm. and when you walk in, they got all of the vendors there. They hand you a fucking lanyard. This is this. This is that. And you just kind of walk around and get to know like all of these different tech people, and you network, whatever. You remember that day? Mm-hmm. That was the first day we went up there. Um, if you could go back. In time, 10 years ago, and have a conversation with yourself on that first day of college, uh, what would you tell yourself? Man, I would tell myself that my environment is more important than the, the people. Like, because the real privilege was the environment of the school, the resources. Being, we, we lived on a film back lot. We lived right by a film backlot for two straight years. You're going to be able to, like, you're re, like you, you had a backstage. Uh, you had a, a sound stage that you could go shoot on. A lighting stage you could go and set up. And you know how many times me and you got Candyland to go shoot, mm-hmm. shoot our own shit? You know how many times? Like, three, three four, times. maybe we could count on our hands, bro. We should have did that shit hundreds of times. Because... I know that me standing on campus back then, I had the opposite mindset. I was thinking I needed to meet somebody now. I needed to be worried about who I was going to come in contact with. And, you know, they'll tell you that, you know, do you mean that from a friend perspective? Do you mean girls? Do you mean... I mean that from like a... They tell you it's not what you know, it's who you know. And Uh networking, remember, networking is all about networking. Mm -hmm. And they sell you so heavy on networking that I feel like... We were headed towards a do-it-yourself area of creating anyway, and we just didn't even really know it. Yep. Filmmaking is team creating, and yeah. we're headed towards, oh, you can do all of it right here by yourself. You know what I mean? And I think what I should have been doing is really 
paying attention to the resources that I had. I would tell the per- I would tell me standing there, because I think we did a good job of networking to a certain extent. Yeah. I think the one thing that we didn't do that I definitely lacked on is we lit we you know we had that ESPN Sports Lab joint there. We had mm-hmm. certain things that I just felt like we didn't take full advantage of everything that we were actively paying for. Yeah. That's a fact. I think um for me it's kind of the same where I would tell myself to uh I would tell myself to forget about just uh oh my bad I would tell myself like if I if, if I had to really think about this because I'm like damn that's tough because everything was so fresh but I yeah. think you kind of hit the nail on the head I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for real like I would tell myself to be a lot more resourceful about just everything that we had at our disposal yeah I would tell myself to work harder when it comes to like making more scripts and taking advantage of shit early. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the newness of everything, and you know what, and that's why I will always tell people whenever when anybody tells me that they want to go to full sale, I always say to go when you older, because we was eighteen down there, so we were just like kids. As a man, I felt like we would have gotten a little bit more into the nitty gritty. Yeah, you should stop this. We started this, but I'm gonna stop this. Cause oh, we didn't even do yeah, it yet. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but another question I have for you is, um, are you happy with your life ten years post college? And then what lessons are you most grateful for that you learned over the last 10 years, period? So just not even like, oh, I learned this in college. But the last 10 years, you walked out of a college with a degree and you literally went off into adult life. <laughs> it's a big step for a lot of people. Like they talk about how when you graduate high school, you often now do what you want. It ain't going to be me or mommy and daddy is you. It's going to be you. R.I.P. Yeah. Mr. Chen. But um, post-college is even more real because you went to school. Yeah. You know when you grow up, oh, I'm going to go to school and then I'll go to college and then I'll you get a You feel like you're going to get a job straight from yeah. leaving college. Yeah. Exactly. But you, don't, you won't really know what that's like until you graduate. So you, you graduated and you literally have spent 10 years outside of it. Are you happy with your life? And then what lessons would you say were the most paramount to who you are 10 years later? I would say that I was happy with my life. Definitely. Um, I don't have to... I don't have to regret my degree like some others do that went to the same schools in my class because... We actively use our degrees. We actively use our education that we got from that school. Um, mm-hmm. So there is that gratification from that. Um, and I definitely think that there are areas where I'm definitely light now, even with the shit that I do, where I think, you know, some of the things that I was not paying attention to, and I feel like I smoked out a lot of. Good memory. This is just me being honest. Yeah. I found out about Wiz Khalifa. I was watching Mac and Devin go to high school every fucking day. I was smoked the fuck up in college. And I think I smoked away like my my photography basics 101. It'd be days where I'm taking pics and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember some of the shit that I learned. And I said, this shit should be second nature. And it happens when I get around other motherfuckers. 
who got that such a horrible speaker. <laughs> <laughs> What'll happen this is I get her, up. What happens I get around other photographers and I and I see that info and I'm like, you know what? I should have the same knowledge. Nah, as you. yeah. And that comes from going to accelerated school. You only took a month of photography. Don't took forget. a month of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely would definitely say I'm super happy with the pressure that that put on us because niggas don't realize that put us in an immediate, oh shit, we got to figure shit out right yeah. now all the time. And we've been figuring it out ever since we landed in Full Sail. Me and Terrell been going yeah. ever since. Ever since. Now, not, now, just to further the question, outside of your school, your school days, um, the last 10 years you've had a job, you've had, you've had a couple retail jobs, now you're an entrepreneur, like... What lessons would you say the last 10 years from 18 or 19 to 29? What's some of the most important shit that you learned? Not even that, not even like a, my father always told me this and this is the lesson I'm going to say. But just yeah. like some raw, what's some shit that you like, you know what? If I would have never figured this out, I wouldn't be who I am today type shit. It all added up. It all added up. I'm telling you, everything I went through from 18 to 29, I just saw a guy in the, uh, in the grocery store literally yesterday, and he came up to me and he said, I feel like I know you from somewhere. I feel like I've seen you from somewhere before. He legit did not know where I was from. I said, I, got, I do YouTube. You might have seen me and my brother. I got an identical twin. I'm telling him all of this shit, and he's like, and we get to a point where we chopping it, and I'm telling him the same thing I'm about to tell y'all, which is, it all, everything that I was doing that I felt like I was wasting time. I mean, I was working at Best Buy's at, at customer service. I got motherfuckers coming in returning toasters and fucking, fucking wires and shit. I remember back then thinking, this is a waste of fucking time. And I am wasting my life away. And when I look back. Even though I made the choice to leave when I did, it took me seven years to do that. We worked in there with people that worked there for 15 years, 20 yeah, years. 20. So to me, even those people that put in 10 years, 12 years, everything that you do in your life, it adds up to something. If you spend your whole life, it's almost like, remember uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, if you saw that movie? Mm-hmm. Peep how she would channel into a lifetime of something to get one skill. Like, she would have to shoot back to a lifetime of when she spent a lifetime learning martial arts to get her past this one fight. Yep. And I think that puts your life into a perspective. Whatever you're doing, if you want to register somewhere, if you, if you just... Or the person somewhere that's feeling like, you know what, I'm doing this shit and it leads to nothing. No. Everything that you're gaining from that, even if you feel like it ain't much, it will all work out in some type of way. Everything that fact. you learn mm -hmm. in Best Buy, Terrell, you, you essentially are applying your, the patience you learn, the, the networking, you know what I'm saying, the person that you had to be on the floor, the person you had to be to people you didn't know. You're still that person when you leave work because you're tailored to doing that and it was able to help you out in, in another situation. That's why me looking back, I would say that everything that I did added up. Right now, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like we in no perfect position, mm -hmm. but 
I don't have not no regrets about school like I know other people do. Yeah. And we still paying for the shit back. Still. 100%. I want to know your answer to that question, though. I would say um, I love what you said about how everything adds up. And you know, I, y'all know I always say I don't believe in uh, coincidences. But if I had to tell you what, what lessons that I learned over the last 10 years is you have to put yourself in a position to be, I will say this, you have to, you have to continue to put yourself in a position to be elevated. Like you got, no matter where you are, like, I, we, like Terrence said, we spent seven years in Best Buy, you know, we started off on, I, like, we started off on the register. I remember my register training with Amanda <laughs> um, and Jackie at the front. And I'm standing back there. I still remember myself saying, I don't got a blue shirt yet. I'm mm-hmm. just waiting to figure this shit out. And I'm so young and I'm, and I'm nervous. And then she's like, you want to ring up the next customer? And I'm like, me? Fast forward six years and I'm running this floor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But over those six years, I got to a point in year two where I'm like, you know what? This shit that I'm doing is cool. But what if I was in charge of these motherfuckers? Yeah. Like, what if I do what Matt does? Big shout out to Matt. Matt low-key is a huge part of changing my life. 100%. Matt Baker. Big show. Big show. Literally is a, a huge part. I will never forget that man and what he did for me. Mm-hmm. Because Dorian. Dorian in there. Cimarelli. C- C- Mark Cimarelli. He listens to this podcast. Uh, Legends and our eyes. These but are people stay that stay on the you know right. These you know are people that changed my life, and the reason we bring these names up is these are the people that say, "Yo, you could actually be that guy. You could do that. You could go make this amount." Mark Cimarelli taught me how to sell shit. I became a sales manager. Yeah, I remember literally standing in the room and him saying, "Nah, you get it wrong. Let's start over." If I said um once, he would make me start over. Yeah. By that time, I bro, I got so sharp. But um. Everything that I was doing, you said, um, <laughs> go ahead. I did say, um, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little rusty, but everything that I've, that I did, I was focused on the next level. And then I got to a point where I kind of plateaued and Terrence changed my life. Terrence was the last person to like really change my life where he started to tell me like, yo, we could leave this shit. Man, I talk about my boy Don Sell a lot. You said a lot. I don't really have to say too much. All of the shit that I learned. My serving days where I was a server, where I had to learn how to talk to people I didn't know for real. I was all right, but I hadn't gone to full sale yet, so I didn't learn about networking yet. But I got to walk up to this table with strangers and say hello and get their order. It was kind of like jarring, but that, my full sale days, um, dealing with racism in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Being the only black dude, you walking up into a panel of white folks. Pitching your idea, and you know they're not really getting it. You know they're looking at you like, we're not going to give you the job. They're looking at you like, I've looked at people that I know I had an interview, and I see on site, I'm not giving you this job. I've interviewed niggas that came in and smell like weed, and I'm like, I'm doing this interview so that it's done. Yeah, but I'm not going to talk to you ever again in life. And I remember being looked at like that, not smelling like weed or anything, just being different. Anyway, all of those experiences, I use... To this day, in what we do, when I yeah. talk to brands, when I talk to celebrities, when we started talking to Beyonce team and, and Jay and them team, and it was like, 
yo, these are some well-spoken brothers. Like, yeah, we do the music shit, but we was chopping up behind the scenes with them, and you could tell they fuck with us because we could actually talk to them. Yeah, it ain't just like, yeah, no, yeah. It wasn't just some bullshit. It didn't come, and that comes from my experience at Fridays. That comes from your experience when you worked at the fucking Christmas tree shops. And the yeah. old lady is like, young man, can you show me where to find these fucking whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you learn how to move in different spaces. So basically, I think the biggest thing is don't discount the experiences that you have, but always put yourself in a position to be elevated or to elevate or to get to the next thing. Sometimes we graduated and we wanted to be filmmakers type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why when you got home and you was at that register, you started feeling like, yo, this shit is a waste of time. Yeah, I shouldn't be doing this shit. I shouldn't be here. I done went to school, got a degree. I should be on somebody's set. Yeah. And, and you didn't allow yourself to stay complacent in that in that role. I, I remember it was people that had business degrees, all types of shit. That's on their 15th year at Best Buy. Because don't forget, Terrence, you made it out of a trap. That was a trap. It's a trap. It a, and I don't mean trap as like a Migos type. We cook in the mama's kitchen trap. Yeah. Some of the re- a lot of retail jobs are a trap. It is literally a trap. Because Just it, enough to keep you in, but not enough to... Mm-hmm. Get you to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a try to, to get you out of that. But um, I do want to say, yeah. like he's saying, y'all, your experiences definitely add up. And even if it's the lesson that you're learning wherever you at, that shit could dead ass add, that you could dead ass be hearing somebody message from way back then, right now. You know what I'm saying? Lessons mm-hmm. that you learn in school. Uh, What was his name, Terrell? Was it Luis? One of our best... Uh, professors in, in school. I think it was either Leonardo or Luis. He was a lighting guy. Damn, he was uh, he was our cinematography one guy. He was great. One of the things I that he taught people. us, mm-hmm. it was like, I forget his name. <clears throat> one of the things that, it was Rodrigo. Something like that. Terrence, you just naming a bunch of Hispanic names and it's honestly fucked up. No, it ain't because I ain't off. One of the things that he taught us, was to always leave your, what does he say? Leave your bullshit at the front door. Leave your luggage. Mm-hmm. What was he saying? Leave your attitude at the door. If you had a rough morning, you had a rough night, you got bullshit going on in your life, nobody here gives, gives a fuck. When you put your yeah. coat on that hook at that door up there, you need to leave your attitude right up there with it. Because that <laughs> fucking guy. His name is Eduardo. Eduardo. <laughs> he said you leave your attitude. He's a great, he, he was a great teacher. Right up there because nobody in here gives a fuck and we all got attitudes that we all had to leave up there. Do y'all know to this day, I think about that. And when I was told that, he wasn't telling me that for when I walk into, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, my my future mother-in-law's house. You know, and I got to control myself around mm-hmm. my, my future family-in-law. You know what I mean? I don't, when I'm thinking about, okay, I got to leave my shit at the door. It's going to be areas in your life where you using all of this shit that you pick up. Yeah. And Eduardo, it's funny because he's somebody that we knew was special. He was too special for that school. He ended up leaving that school. You know what he did last year? What? He was B-cam up on the finale of Snowfall. Wow. Nigga still in the still industry. Still in the still industry. Still working. He's getting the job you thought you was going to get, film school guy. We were, being taught, we were being taught by people that would 
Still be in the it. Look, mm -hmm. that ain't a full cell graduate. That's a full cell professor. AKA you getting taught by your competition. Yeah, you're getting taught by your competition. So they were teaching you stuff, but I'm not gonna give you all I'm my not giving tricks. You all my tricks. Y'all imagine learning basketball from Kyrie. Nah, imagine, imagine learning, learning basketball from Zion. This nigga still trying to get on. Nah, but he's, he's not giving thing. you the real gift. The reason why I say Kyrie is because. Everybody know Kyrie, like, when I think about Kyrie, uh, and I think point. about his handles and the certain special shit that makes him him, he can teach you. But if I'm him, do I want to teach you everything that I know? No. That layup that Kyrie just did was ridiculous. Trey, if you got shit that you're trying to do, you need to come on with it, because nah, right. you're kind of running this long, and you haven't shown one thing. I was going to say, we should do... We should maybe wrap the pod and do the picture thing separate, bro. You know what I'm saying? You think so? Yeah, because we already had basically two hours. And the picture thing, I think, would be dope. We can keep the camera going for it. But maybe it's, maybe that's just something that we put on Patreon or something. Because if once you start seeing these pictures I have, man, look at this. Let's do it. Fuck that. All right, bet. So that's basically the podcast, y'all. This next part of the pod, I'm gonna show Terrence these pictures from uh from college, and I want him to tell me like some of the things that come to mind when he see these pics. So if you are listening to the podcast on whatever podcast distributor you listen to, this is probably gonna be something that you wanna tap into the visual podcast on YouTube so you can actually see the pictures. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just gonna be talking about stuff that you can't see. And I appreciate it if you still listen, but you probably wanna see this. Wait until the two hour mark to let y'all have it. Yeah, and this is, these are throwbacks, so definitely y'all would be y'all would probably be interested to see some of yeah, these. Yeah, it's kind of some never before seen shit of us. Yeah, you know, We've talked about the school for so long, for sure. So we're gonna just do... hit record because it's already on full screen. All right, bet. All right, bet. First picture. I remember this day. What you what what comes to mind when you see this picture? Like what do you when you see this picture, what are you thinking? Like what comes to mind? And I'll join in with you because I I got some thoughts. We was young. This is before me and Terrell put a brush on our heads. We used to just go to bed just like that. We got the Amistad haircut, you know? We look fre fresh off of Amistad. Uh -huh, Nothing special about these two. Straight up Rottweiler texture. Yeah. Y'all see, we didn't. We had the facial hair that was able to grow in, but we was just doing the chin strap joint because it wasn't nothing. And I had a little soul patch, and I had a nose ring going down there, so yeah. I was looking very interesting. <laughs> you, I looked very. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but you had the same. Yeah, you, you, yeah. If you're looking at that picture in my oh, hand, man. it's a white chocolate mocha, and boy, we were smacking them joints. White chocolate mocha. I was telling G last night. I said, you don't know. We used to go. We had an on-campus Starbucks, mm -hmm. and we used to go um, at the end of whatever, and we, I mean, in the morning every day, and get a white chocolate mocha. Yep, that lanyard that's around my neck right there. Uh, at Full Sail, you had to wear your lanyards. Mm -hmm. everywhere. Otherwise, they say, "Who the fuck are you, and why are you on cam campus?" Basically, yeah. Uh, if you was on the back lots and you didn't have your lanyards on, or sometimes you're working and you don't, yeah. but somebody could come up on a little cart and be like, y'all go here and then you just show your lanyard. And they're like, all right, bet. Yeah. And you know, we were- And that drink got you in and out of doors. The barcode that, on the back. Mm -hmm. I still remember my number. If you add my number up, it adds to, I think it added to 18 or some shit. Added to 27. 
Oh God. Nines everywhere. I got mine in my I got mine in the uh in the tuck too. Terrell had on his Tiger Woods. I don't even know what the fuck he was wearing. Like I don't even know why he had Man, on. it was chilly. Them Florida mornings, it was kind of chilly. What was we doing right here though? What was this? We was we was on break. We was in interpersonal communication. That first uh one of the first classes we Hell took. Yeah. This was like a break. So we was all out there chilling. My boy James. No, T, this was later. This was this was photography, because he took it in the black and white. This one we was now, we all you got when James bought that film camera and he randomly had film. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's what, what this, this is. is. This was later in school. We was probably in year two. Nah, Trey, this is picture. year one for sure. You think so? 100 percent That Nike sweater? I was wearing that year one. Trey, this is Trey, this is you're this wrong. This is year one. Trey, you're wrong. This one we took photography. And everybody got cameras. And remember, we had to shoot them all monochrome. We had to all shoot them black yes, and white. that is true. That is true. That yeah. is true. That this is was true. photography. They gave everybody DSLRs. You had to take the shit we was paying for. Man, we, we pay, all yeah. got a camera and batteries. Mm. Christ. Had to turn that shit back in. We ain't talking about it. Did you see them talking about Adrian Peterson's expensive-ass birthday party? How much was it? Oh, lot. Hey, bro, you got to go watch it. Bro, if you ever get a chance, watch Shannon and Ocho talk about it. Because first off, Shannon be talking like he don't fuck with AP at all. I don't know no history, but he clearly don't fuck with AP. AP spent like $300 million on a, on a birthday party. $300 million, Terrence. You sound just like Ocho, but Shannon be like, okay, so he had 300 guests all fly, all fly first class. Do you know how expensive that is? Yeah, but $300 million, he, This nigga doesn't have $300 million. It was like a $100 million. He had all right, camels. This is making... This is... I'm going to look that up, but you got to watch that. All right, bet. Next picture. Ooh, this is our second apartment in Florida. Uh, this let y'all know that me and Terrell was film school. Thick, too. And we had a roommate that lived here, uh, lived with us. Shout out, Miguel, wherever you are. I hope that, you know, life is treating you well. We, I, I still got respect for him. I got no, no yeah. bad blood for him. We had some fuckboy stupid falling out, but we grew up with him. That was my That's nigga. My brother, still yeah. love him. Still I still love do him. anything for him. I still, I still would stand right in front of somebody faking him. I, I, I haven't seen him in years. Nah, yeah. Uh, Sucks that we grew apart. We, we definitely should fix that. If you see in this, bro, I've been looking for you. Can't yeah. find. I, I can't find a Twitter or. I still follow Ton. Ton is huge. He's fucking like, huge. I still, I still love your whole family. So wherever that guy is, we still love him. Yeah. Uh. But we, we all shared an apartment. Yeah. And y'all see, we was on our pro-black shit. Yeah. It was tough being black in a film school full of like, most, it was like a predominantly, it was a PWI. So yeah. Predominantly white. You want to change that battery real quick? Yes. All right, bet. We'll pause real quick. <laughs> Nigga, yeah. don't fall out of the damn chair. <laughs> and I'm going to leave that grunt in it. <laughs> but yeah, we went to, so yeah. So we went to a PWI. So we was very, we got very militant very fast. That's why you see the Poetic Justice, the Fruitvale. I was a big Ryan Coogler fan before Fruitvale came out. I'm about to say, we got Fruitvale, Boys in the Hood, Do the Right Thing on the Poetic wall. Justice. When you walk in, when you, you walked know who you, in, you knew who you was walking in with. And y'all see early in this podcast, we talking about Spike, we talking about John Singleton. You see the respect is there. You we, know what I'm saying? Yeah, we actually live this shit. We actually, yeah. The respect uh, is there. This is just the, what was that, uh... That table there? That table is just like a cart thing. It's like a fake-ass yeah, shelf. Like a little, it was a shelf, but we just used that one thing as a table. That that futon, you can still get, believe it or not, from your... I think it's a Walmart or a uh -huh. Giant. That's a mainstay's go-to. It's literally a big-ass piece of metal 
with a big ass cloth. Yep, you can lay that joint out. You can it. pull it. Yeah, all right, bet. But this was our our apartment that we stayed in for a long time, and I thought that the... place was the shit. I tried to get a picture of the park. You know, the park looks crazy now. They got two pools. Remember they only had the one pool? The yeah. pool that was be- beside our apartment, the dirty-ass pool, that's now called the secondary pool. There's no fucking wall up no oh, more. Oh, yeah. That they got a real fresh. nice waterfall pool. They painted the park. The park apartments. Mm. Telling you, man. We lived in the trenches. You wasn't getting in that pool. Farview, Cir- Farview Circle. Farview Circle, yeah. Not Summer Walk. Not Summer Walk. Speaking of uh, Summer Walk, this is legit. Ow, I looked it up. This is legit our apartment. Me and Terrence, my room was right here. Oh, my Terrence God. The right lime green. You see, they painted it because it didn't used to be this color. No, nah, it, was, it was like a brown. A brown it was all like brown and brown. burgundy. It was way better than old color. Uh-huh. $6,500. Mm. That was our kitchen. And this is where it was like a shorter. We moved here from the park because we had friends that lived here. And we just went over there one day, talked to the lease. And, and wow, look, if you look at the corner down here, you could actually see how close it was to the actual school. Yeah. And we used to live down here. And no, you see, we're that, right here. That's us. We used to live way back. We used to live, yeah, way back. We used to live a uh-huh. mile from school. Yeah. And you know what part that stuck what out to What the hell was mom and dad thinking? They really set us up to just get got. If, I'm about <laughs> to say, yeah, like, what? This part right here I always think about because that's like, well, you know you going up that road. You going yeah. up that road. Yeah. All right, but let's go. Um, this was the intersection between, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Because Full Sail is on the left right over there. Them black buildings is the school. Uh-huh. That Chick-fil-A over there, we used to cross this crosswalk. I don't think y'all realize it's three lanes on this side. Three lanes on this side. This was a no-joke crosswalk. If you remember, Terrell, we used to be like, oh, we still got time. The little uh-huh. man say five seconds. Me and you Terrell had be to booking get it. it. And it was a lot of people that was getting hit by cars. Remember they said it's like such and such people get hit by a car. Remember Ashton said he got hit? Ashton got hit by a car. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. You can definitely get hit because if you come in late and this person think, all right, I'm good. Uh-huh. Or you don't you you undersell that turn lane coming. Look at the full sale up there, though. Like, full sale was like... Going to an amusement park. It was. It was see, a school. Remember, like, four, I just remember knowing that Forsyth. Hey, it's right off Forsyth. Forsyth. Yeah. And we like, oh, okay, that means it's right by the school. You see the full sale flags? Like, they really make it like you are at this you entertainment. Dope-ass school. Uh-huh. Ooh. The Orlando <laughs> Ale House. <laughs> and the best McDonald's on Ever. planet Earth. It's right there. Right University there. Boulevard. That's where I met that shawty that worked in the what's her name. I found uh, her on IG not long ago, too. I was going to Oh, <laughs> no. I need to see. <laughs> I seen her on IG. I need yeah. to see that. Surprise. Sup- the, the biggest surprise ever seeing that joint on IG. What I noticed who ain't I, who I think it is. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. But this was the McDonald's that we y'all know we have. If you've seen anything... Uh, any of our podcasts, but Terrence talks about like when I told y'all he got that girl in the drive-thru on a bike or when he went inside and booked the chick inside is this McDonald's that right here. McDonald's. It's right on campus. If you can see this right here, like you, this is the full sale joint. You're literally on campus. First of all, it was dope. We had a fire, firehouse subs uh-huh. on campus and we had a uh, a McDonald's. And Starbucks had- in the building. There was a Chinese restaurant on the other side. Uh-huh. China King. The China Chef. I got a picture of the China Chef. China Damn, chef. you shouldn't have said nothing. Damn. I got a picture of it. Orlando right. L House is just a place we never really went, 
But it's it's something that I will never be able to get out of my memory. Like I, yeah, I no really way. can't wait. We to ate go back one out. time there on some. We just getting. Did we? I chicken I, fingers or I some told shit. G was like, you ever eat there? And I was like, no, nah, we ate at Sunny's barbecue, but it was probably it was, was this. It was. It wasn't Sunny's. It wasn't Sunny's. It, it, it was, was this. Orlando Ilha. It was. Oh, oh my there we go. God. This picture, first off, shout out to my boy Tyler Marshall down yes, there. Yes, sir. A legend. Uh, he probably has some crazy beats tucked no, no away bullshit. somewhere. And look at me by this big ass light. Anyway, y'all, this dude right here, he had no idea what the fuck was up next. <laughs> I'm telling you. He was very much like a lot of y'all. He didn't really know what the fuck he was doing, but he was just figuring it out. And I'm telling you, you stay solid through whatever you're doing right now, you're going to end up on the right side of shit. Nah, no bullshit. You'll I could have been back. fucking shit off right here. I could have been taking shortcuts. Uh-huh. This was lighting one. This is where they showed us. So you can see all of these lights down here. They were showing us like the different size lights. This is a uh, 10K. You got C stands and shit back there. We were in a place called Candyland. Candyland was a... Uh, the lighting stage where they had different like scene setups. They had a family room joint, a kitchen joint, the bar joint, mm-hmm. um, like a bar and a stage joint. Yeah, I wish so you could dope. show some of your. I wish we could show y'all Terrell's reels. Terrell shot a lot of your old cinematography reels in here. Wow, from this day. It wasn't this day though. This is when James did his. Uh, this is my boy James. Remember I told y'all I was a white guy that taught me how to swim. His name's James Terphone. James. If you out there, I know he's out there because I know he's married. He still works in the industry. He is definitely still in the industry. This is my best friend in college. He's from Nebraska. He taught me how to swim. That's me right there with the Spike Lee hat on. Because that's how you know we was in them trenches. He was on it. And honestly, Terrence wasn't even really a... I think he was just like a PA. I was just a PA. I was just there for... He was help, He was there to help me. I was like the cinematographer. Go down to the shoes. I mean, come on. He was from... Yeah, he was on his DC. On my DMV shit and had the Wiz Khalifa David shorts, Brett. Remember David Brett? He uh-huh, still works in the industry. Uh-huh. Married now, I think. I believe so. But it was dope, man. This was like a little... And this is Phil, right? Am I tripping? No, T. Oh, that's not. You thinking about somebody else. This dude is black. Dang. But honestly, I can see how you would think that from this shot. But uh, that's that. No, that's just the Sonny's Barbecue. Oh, okay. I, I had yeah, yeah, took that yeah. picture. Oh, I love this. I love this. This, believe it or not, y'all, is where we spend a lot of time. When you go on break at class, you would come to this area right here with these metal chairs, and we would just sit out there and just talk shit. But you would be surprised how many people have uh, their first table reads for scripts. We wrote a script, and we had our first table read out there with all of the characters. Yes, we did. Yeah. That was a dope place. They had that bomb-ass pizza. That bomb-ass pizza. I was going to say, a lot of people don't know, but if you didn't want to go to the McDonald's or whatever, you could come right here and get you a 2 or $3 slice of pizza. Shit was bomb. They had a chicken Alfredo It was a chicken joint. Alfredo pizza. Shit was so fire. Shit was busting. You have no idea why you ate that, and then it just became this staple thing. Hey. They got this. Uh-huh. What's he look? Do me a favor. Go and turn that. Uh, oh, you want to turn it so we can see it. And then I go to the next one. Why he over there? I'm about to see I if know I why can. Nervous. I'm about to see if I can. Oh, you kind of surprised me. Oh, okay, I'll leave it here. You kind of surprised me. I ain't gonna surprise you, but. Oh, man. <laughs> you got all the bad pictures of me. Uh, I know it's a lot of these pictures I got out of my phone, and this is just a visual of a good day from us, bro. 
Remember, like the Chick Fil A was across the street, and it was kind of out of the way from going home because we would have had to cross the crosswalk. So we were only on specific days go to Chick Fil A. And when I look at this pic, I think, man, it was just me and this nigga. It was just me and him. It was nobody else. Like, I mean, of course we had friends. Yeah. But when I think back, I was never, I've been blessed to have never really been alone in this life shit. Even to this day. You know what I'm saying? It's truly a blessing. It is. Because I didn't have to do this shit alone. I, I didn't start doing shit alone until I was an adult for real. And still working with this motherfucker to this day. And and I definitely see it as a blessing too. That person right there, I don't have nobody with real, and it's, just, it's been the same. Let me and Terrell be a testament that like, if it's just you and your boy, if it's just you feel like it's just y'all two, man, y'all two niggas can get this shit done. Facts. It's always just been me and Terrell. All my boys will tell you, you don't see Terrell and Tans and Terrell with a new entourage. We don't walk around with the niggas that niggas that we don't know that we got. From yeah, a lot. A lot of the people that me and Terrell bang with the same ones because for real, for real, this work shit it's just been me and Terrell mm-hmm. since these days right here. Yeah, this Shaffin. is back when also me and Terrell had to put out our money was together, but it was really together. Like it was really like, nah, yeah, we was know, rolling off that. Uh, we had school money that we was using. We probably still paying for them, some of them Chick Fil A no bullshit. But uh. This also was the start of a, you know, a little, a little bit of a massacre. I went down a very, remember you asked me about the 10 years uh-huh. from graduating to, what's her name? Oh, Chick-fil-A, I got to know very well yes. over them last five mm-hmm. years. So this was low-key the introduction. This lets y'all know we was eating Chick-fil-A 2012. Even in high school, we was eating Chick-fil-A. Yep, yep. But it was not like McDonald's. It was definitely some different shit. It was like, we was like, yo, you know what? Let's switch it up and go to Chick-fil-A. They used to have that fucking chicken salad sandwich. Oh, yeah. Tracy get a chicken salad sandwich all the time. Weird, ma. I used to love that drink. Anyway. Man. This was graduation day. This used to be my favorite photo. Man, it's just, the, the what's crazy about this picture, like, I think my dad or mom took it. It just feels like Terrell used to think he was somebody. I'm sorry. Can we get a zoom in on Terrell before we even get started? Inspirational. You thought that yeah. you was Leon from the five heartbeats, but we was only just two of us. But you still thought you was Leon. Nah, yeah. Oh my God. You look like which one of y'all? <laughs> 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 All right, bet. Ah! Hey, um, it's just crazy that we had so much more life to live and we had no idea really what, what was next. I can't say that we graduated. You know, I pray that a lot of y'all graduate and know exactly where you're going. Yeah. I'm watching my girl go through this nursing school and she meeting people. And I'm like, I know for a fact when you graduate, like when she's done, psh, you're going to be good. Yeah. She got all types of mentors and shit now where I know you could get in that hospital or whatever. We, when we left Full sale. We didn't all the way know what was going to happen. That's a lot of the reason why we ended up at the fucking Best Buy. That's a fact. That's but a fact. This was a great day. We were the first Mallory men with degrees. Like, my dad didn't never finish college. Nobody really on his side finished. So, it was a huge day for him. First Mallory men. We got cousins that finished college. We got cousins, yeah. For but sure. uh, some. Not a whole lot, but 
I definitely know my cousin Andre finished college. Yeah. And Candace, of course, finished. And Candace, of course, finished. Candace one of the first, first in our family with a degree. With a degree. Yeah. 100%. Shout out KP. But anyway, what a special day this was. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I remember graduating and being, I think, single. And selfishly, I remember graduating and being single and making being single and by myself uh, a big deal. Um, I'll give y'all a funny story. When I graduated on my way home, I read a book because I decided, you know, I didn't want to be on my computer or whatever. I said I was going to read a book that was, you know, I wanted to get into something that was going to be life changing. So I said, you know what? What's a book I could read? That will be, you know, impactful. Riveting. Riveting. So, believe it or not, this is when I first read The Alchemist. I got The Alchemist right after I graduated college. And I read The Alchemist on my way home after I graduated college. It changed my life. Uh, It ended up being a crazy book. Uh, And the funny thing is, I was single and reading that book to kind of suppress a thought of I was single and don't really have anybody. A lot of people don't know, I ended up sending that book because it changed my life. That was the book that I ended up sending to A-Train a minute ago. I sent her a book when we wasn't even like talking or anything. I had sent her this book and didn't think she was going to give a fuck. I was like, yo, read it or whatever. You're not was- giving all the context of the joint. You're making it seem like you and A-Train was cool. This nigga, A-Train posted to her fans... To send her recommendations for stuff. And this nigga, as a fan... She did a book club, and it was like, whoever you get out of random, then whatever. And I said, bet, I'm going to just send her a book. She put like a P.O. box out there or something like that? She she put something in her P.O. box at the top of the message. So I was supposed to be sending it to somebody else, but I said, fuck that. I'm about to just send it to... Send it to her. It was that book, though. So... That's why I say it all adds up. You know, they when I read that book, I was thinking, whatever. I ain't get my girl straight after that. Y'all don't realize, you know, I didn't fuck with A Train until this year, 10 years later. Actually, last year, nine years. Niggas don't realize it's been nine. I went after it. It took me nine years to get A Train. Shit crazy. Nines everywhere. Man, this what this nigga was a beast to me. If y'all look at me right here, Terrell lit this scene. He put all, and y'all can't really see what this looked like on camera. So I wish you had, you could just put your, your joint on there or what it looked like on camera. But y'all see me standing right here, red skin shirt, wasn't playing. We just won the division in 2012. <laughs> uh, you got my boy Tyler Marshall behind the bar and Kyle back there. But yo, I was so proud of Terrell for setting this shit up. Terrell really used to be a cinematographer. Like, no, no, no. Funny, he was not like talented. I wasn't like super fucking amazing at it, but it was what it was something that I was trying to like. My thing that I wanted to be was a cinematographer. Terrence wanted to be a director. I got the chance to light this bar for this uh, cigarette commercial that we did, and it ended up being dope. And I just remember Terrence being proud as fuck of me <laughs> because nobody had really seen the bar come together. I got to give James credit. Me and James pinned this drink together about how we wanted to do the bar, how we wanted to do these lights. And y'all don't realize the way the glasses I lit on the bar. I'm telling y'all, Terrell was a black dude that was out there joint doing shit that I just felt like, man, he deserved more respect. We on, we, I mean, hey, 
Nah, yeah. I felt like I was so proud of him. Like, because look at me in this pick. I'm like, this nigga can stand tall with these motherfuckers. And I remember Cal. Remember Cal was like, oh, he doesn't know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he was hating like shit. And Got him together. I will never forget that. Ted, this dude back here, Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. He's a great Shout out to he, Kyle. He's, he's a, a great, great guy. We're being close. But back here, uh, I guess I just didn't really articulate what I was trying to do the best to the team. So he was really just trying to figure it out. And he said something like, I don't know if he thinks he, I don't know if he knows he what he's he doing. He thinks he's, this is the thing about when you fucking with a twin, I guess. I guess he thought I was going to be on some chill shit, but I'm from PG. This nigga said, and Kyle, he's a good guy. He's my guy. <laughs> But back then, he said something like, oh, yeah, he thinks he's doing this. I know what he thinks he's doing. He's just trying to. And I said, he knows exactly what he's doing. And it was one of those whatever moments. I was like, oh, nah, he know exactly what he's doing. He's not thinking about shit. But I'm like, he's trying to down my man. I'm like, hold up. He ain't sent us all the way back here for no reason. Plus, you tripping like shit, this nigga. Uh, oh, I, that's funny as you say that because I had sent y'all to get some shit. Yeah, he forgot that he <laughs> sent his blood big brother with him. What'd you say? Now, <laughs> before that, <laughs> fuck out of here. That was funny though. But so proud of Terrell this day. Nah, yeah, that was a good Is that day. the last one you got? No. Oh my God. I hate God. that all the picks are of Terrence, but this was our first time doing an actual casting. Man, y'all will really enjoy seeing this shit. <laughs> y'all will really enjoy seeing this. Like, man, do you remember? Wow. We did a casting call for a film that was going to be called Rudo. That we never look at twin films. Like, we had, I wonder if we still had, I wish we still had that tape. Shout out to, I think, I don't know if y'all follow Scooter Magruder. He's a big Dallas Cowboy fan, YouTuber. He actually auditioned for us for a role he probably don't even remember because he probably was, even remember. at that point he was doing a bunch of auditions, but he read for us at one point and we was already a fan of the nigga. We said we was a fan. We said we Holy sitting in front shit. of this nigga like this is my fucking scooter. <laughs> that was the first time we ever said bet YouTuber, but I'm gonna act like I ain't never seen none of this nigga's work. What's yeah. your name? Yeah. We know already, but no, like yeah. I was, we were so inspired to do our own shit because. We wasn't really getting the roles that we wanted out there. Yeah, we had to go and set this shit up ourselves. This is your boys in an old school, old ass. Look at where we was at. Like, this is what I mean when I say, yo, we could have made more shit happen. A lot of this shit, like all of this, we had to print out the recorder. Everything was available. You just had to, like, request use. Oh, wow. And I accidentally went forward. Nah, yeah. This is honestly, uh, this is. Is that me? Yes. This is a special picture for me because remember them diamond turfs? Man, I'm about to say remember that diamond, diamond turfs used to be fire. <laughs> and look but, at me, I'm looking like a young, look at me, y'all. Man, like, this picture make me emotional sometimes because he would legit just do whatever. He would help me any type of way. Like, this is a day we just randomly went up to Candyland because I wanted to try some shots. And he would always just be my stand-in model. Even to this day when we set up shit for the pod and I say... Sit right there. Sit right sit there. still so I can get the focus. He been doing this shit 10 plus with this nigga. And it's he's insane. always looked at me just like this. <laughs> I used to look at this. I used like to be how so am I looking? Though. I used to be, remember yeah. I used to be so like. He was ready to yo. go. I remember this night. He was ready to go at one point. I'm like, all right, bet. Fuck it. I think we got enough on them T3 eyes. Let's just go. I'll tell you what though. 
Terrell will have me doing some shit like this, but then when we go home and he show me, that's where he made me a believer. I said, oh, it just took him a minute to set it up, but this shit looks sweet as fuck. And what you don't realize is I was trying to do what Bradford Young did. I was about to door. say, he wanted to be Bradford Young so bad. That was my guy. But China Chef. China Chef. We were This at, is the we, new yeah. location. They moved off of campus. So if you search China Chef. It wasn't Chef, China Chef. It was China King. You Terrence, can't tell it, me was it wasn't China, China Chef. I legit researched the shit. They moved off campus. Now they over there by the Publix. Oh, now they by the Publix. That's far, I feel like. But 10 years? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You remember how far the Publix, Publix was? Publix wasn't so close to the school. But this is the, they, this is the only Chinese food place. If you go in there and you ask for mumbo sauce, they'd be like, you from D.C.? You, you from, from D.C.? DC? Bet. We'd be yeah. like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they used and to have to get that shit from somewhere. They, but remember, they didn't have it. But they were like, anytime people come and ask, we know that they from up there. Mm-hmm. D.C. stable. Oh my goodness. This is the set of our final film called Let Go, which if you looking back, this was a sad ass movie. Look, this person in a hospital bed and this lady right here is her mom. She's dying. It was the saddest fucking movie that we were shooting. But her it's just- mom was a, yeah, that was a, this was, me and Terrell was sitting right where y'all see just Recording and looking at this boring ass movie being made. And you know what? I remember when it was being made. I'm sorry to the people who did this. I know we was all in film school. But even way back then, I knew this shit was garbage. And we didn't get the roles to direct it. And that's why we was directing our own shit. Keep in mind, y'all, we wasn't watching the slow movies back then. This is back when we was waking up watching fucking... Goodfellas every we were waking up watching uh-huh. Goodfellas in Casino 2013. And we had just got Wolf of Wall Street, Django, Django that fucking, year. Fucking yeah. it was no country for old men. Was, yes. You know, like we was watching real shit and we was mm-hmm. in this joint making a fuckboy ass soap opera. So, zoom in. Look at this bullshit. I don't know her. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, y'all. This is also a good insight to like how certain movies are filmed. Like, if y'all watch certain movies and they in the kitchen. Nine times out of ten, that's not a kitchen in a house. Yeah. It's a set it's like a this. Set. This is a hospital room. Y'all see y'all got the fucking IV drip, the hand sanitizer on the wall, the paint. We had to do, we had to build all of this shit. We had to learn how to build these walls. You see, we got the lights rigged up. Even right here, y'all, y'all can see that this is a half of a room set up because the camera is really only going to be pointed this way. So sometimes y'all be looking at a scene that is a corner. Yeah, even some of the shit you see in here, you're looking at it in a specific way. Yeah. Everything is controlled on camera. Everything at least not on camera, you don't see. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But it's just some good insight to how you know shit would look on on a set. And real quick, Terrell, back go back real quick. Uh-huh. We weren't really much on this set. We were. I was the key grit. Well, I'm sorry. I was the dolly grit. And Terrell, what were you? You and was the I film was loader. A film loader, yeah. Yeah. We had very insignificant jobs on, on It was this like, thing. yo, y'all need me? Okay. And that was it. This is a $110,000 Alexa. Y'all know, like, that y'all, bad boy probably ancient now. Yeah, now they got the Alexa Mini, the, 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 uh, they, they got a bunch of, they, Alexa still, oh no, yeah, for sure. I'm just still, saying that. A lot of y'all have probably heard of like red cameras, stuff like that. Ari Alexa was one of the first cameras. Where like the industry started pissing off Tarantino because everybody was going digital. Mm-hmm. This is still a camera that is still very much so in use. A lot of the times it's the Alexa Mini or the LF mm-hmm. or some of the other ones. But 
$110,000 setup right here that I was just holding. You know, it was a, it was a steady cam joint. But just a dope memory to have. Something I never delete. I love the, the sleeve. Look at this sleeve. It was so chewed. It just says film school. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. Wore that sweater a thousand times type shit. Is that it? Is that all I got? I think that might be it. And that's it. Hey, yo. I actually that's enjoyed it. the fuck out of that. That was so great. I think I might go through my hard drive because I got plenty. Terrell got Terrence pictures of has me. has video of like our apartments. He's got old stuff, man, I swear. And if you don't have the Patreon, get the Patreon. Or matter of fact, just stay tuned for we might do something special specifically that's going to be separate. That's not a part of the podcast. Not yet, because this definitely got me wanting to go down memory lane. I love that this podcast seemed to kind of go off on a film side of shit. And we can end with a personal thing like this. If you enjoyed it, hey, look, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. If you want to go to film school and you got questions... You could always hit me and Terrell up for shit like that. Me and Terrell fuck with shit like that. If you're going to hit me and ask me what I think is the difference between Kanye and Eminem, I might not get back to you. It's a lot of that. It's but a if lot it's of film that. school shit, we, we try to do it a little bit better. 100%. That's going to wrap it up for 190. Mm-hmm. 190. Once again, make sure y'all stay safe. It's a little bug going around. That's all I got. Next time. Thank you.